ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting and, uh, you know, some would say a great old episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew with video episodes exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. And some would say the video episodes are where it's at. But we do love our audio listeners, but you might as well sign up for Premiere so you get the full Kickout Crew experience. I mean, hey, it's your show. That being said, I uh, want to thank everybody for the amazing feedback uh, from our last episode. I uh, really enjoyed that one. Uh, we kind of did a little switcheroo. I like how I said I really enjoyed that one, but, uh, you know, whatever. I'll, I digress. <laughs> but uh, it was fun to mix it up, you know, get in the kitchen and kind of stir that old pot a little bit. And uh, as much as I may have uh, kayfabed or work-shooted <laughs> my segment, it was a little fresh, and uh, the guys were excited to do it. So, hey. You know, I played along and I uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, we've uh, took a little uh, break from recording uh, behind the scenes. So it's good to, good to be back and uh, good to get things going. Uh, as always, you can follow us at Kickout Crew on Twitter or X or whatever it is. You can uh, look at us on Facebook, Kickout Crew. You can uh, even follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And guess what? It's a Kickout Crew too, you know? Um Anyway, it appears that uh, I've done a little intro long enough, and hey, I'm going to, you know, swing it on over and uh, make sure there's no violence behind the scenes. Uh, so let's go to uh, Mike with the first topic. So, hey, Mike, what you got? Well, kind of get on where we're going. You guys know today we are doing a Bob Barker type deal. So no, they do not. <laughs> yeah, that is today's agenda. Oh, we haven't got there yet. That's my topic. So <laughs> throw it out there. You can throw it out there later. Oh, great. So um, I got me here a little couple uh, random facts about the Price is Right. Did you know that in the 50s, people could make their bids in a postcard and send them in? And if they got the exact price on it, they would win that prize. None of y'all were born in the fifties, right? Well, maybe Brad. Wait a minute. I, I got a question about that. So, what, what do you, what do what do they send it in for? There was a Price Is Right game in the fifties. There was a Price Is Right game in the fifties, and I, I guess the Bob I'm, Barker edition. No, this was before Bob Barker. This was the other guy. So it was another show before that, huh? So Bob Barker was not the first guest host. I had him on there, and I lost that paper run. Oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder if they get a postcard. It's like five fifty. The fuck and is this the, about? <laughs> they, hired, they hired housewives to look at the postcards because they got so many. Hmm. So housewives would just sit there and go through them and see what they got. They got that sounds price. like trouble right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> the Price is Right has aired on all three major networks of ABC, CBS, and NBC. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> mm -hmm. In 1958, a man would go on to win a real-life horse. A whore? A horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> a horse. Hey, the is a, were a different it time. Is, it is the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but a woman would also later win a peacock to go along what? with a peacock. Is that because peacock? it was on NBC? 
No, she won a brand new color TV. Look at that. So the game Plinko, you know, the one where it has the chips that goes down? Everybody okay. does. There is only 11 chips made for that game. Do you think Conrad has one of them? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they don't want nobody to steal them and duplicate them. So they, every day after they're done with them, they put them in a safe lock box. They got 10 of them doing that. One of them is at a CBS time capsule. That's all they got made of them. So if they lose one, they're fucked. They got to dig up that capsule or something. I mean, Do you imagine robbing a safe and be like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to be rich. We're going to be rich. You open it up, <laughs> blink out, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> since since the beginning of time, there has only been one person that guessed the exact price on the showcase. Just one, and There's they had awesome. a, they had a Spencer, stop, right? <laughs> they had to stop the show to make sure he was not cheating. There's a Netflix documentary about that called The Perfect Bid. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and then there was one man who turned down all his cast winnings because if he would accepted it, he would have had to give half to his ex-wife. <laughs> That's a spiteful, spiteful son of a bitch! There, that is G shit right there. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, that's some uh, little random facts about the Price Is Right. But as I was doing that, I came across another fun fact that I had no idea. And I want to ask you guys if you know this. Okay. What is one thing you see every day, but not with your own eyes? My penis, because my belly is too big. <laughs> no, that's wrong, wrong game show. I don't know. I don't know. Your Something. face. Ah, because you have to look in a mirror or look at a reflection of it. You cannot see your face with your own eyes. That's great. That's waka waka waka. Very random. Very <laughs> random uh, comment. A factor. You can see all of our faces every Thursday on Premier Streaming Network. There it is. That's what I was waiting on. <laughs> so yeah, that was mine. Um, little. Couple fun facts about the prices, right? I like it. So besides that, let's see um, what else we got going on this week. Well, appreciate that, Mike. That's a uh, good, good stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, Brad, I guess it's uh, time to uh, swing it over your way. So uh, Brad, what you got? So a couple of weeks ago, after we were done recording, my wife was downstairs with a couple of her girlfriends and they were like having a few drinks at the table. They actually were out pretty. They actually, that was the night I jumped on with you guys for Top Guy, <laughs> Top Guy Thursday. So um, anyway, when I went down there, I said to one of her friends who uh, every year she has a, a party like a like a tequila theme party and it hadn't happened yet. And I said, uh, hey, um, hey, I always like her party. She really does it up. Well, I said, well, when, uh, when are we going to have this little shindig? And she goes, oh, I'm really just uh, looking for a date, you know, to do it. Haven't been able to lock one down. I'm like, ah, I forgot about it. Three days later, Facebook invite. The party is September 1st. <laughs> All right. So my wife's looking at me like, I think you had a little bit to do with this. I'm like, well, I hope I did. Uh, so 
anyway, um, you know, the party's planned. I'm like that. It's like a Friday. I'm off Fridays, which is good. So I, I'm getting my day started. And I said, hey, how much time does this party start tonight? She said four. I said, what? She said four. At four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday? Don't people have jobs? She goes, I, I don't know. I, I that's just my time. I was like, we're not going to four o'clock. I got things to do. We are not going to four o'clock. I so anyway, I was just like playing my head. I'm like, all right, Saturday at four, Sunday at four, okay, Friday at four? Nah. So I get there and I see her husband. The first thing I say to him is like, so uh, I guess this little thing's my fault, huh? Like, yeah, it is. I thought we were in the clear. I thought this party wasn't gonna happen this year. All of a sudden, here I am picking everything up all day. I had to take off yesterday and today for this party. I go, let me ask you another question. What's with the four o'clock start time? Because I don't know. I just, I'm getting in the shower at three thirty. People were coming in the door. I'm like, well, whose idea was it to start it for? And he said it was her idea because she said she had the kids were going to swim. He goes, guess what time they started swimming? Six thirty. <laughs> just, it's just a funny thing. Like, and so I'm walking around that whole party the whole time saying, "What do you guys think about this four o'clock start time? Huh? It's pretty weird, huh? Just uh, fucking with everyone." <laughs> what an ass. It was a party of four. So uh, there's a, a there was a woman at the party, and recently she lost her job. And I'm not going to get into names or anything like that. She lost her job because she said something really inappropriate at work. Something Jeez, we've Becky. all we, we we've all done it, right? Well, she's telling. I already know the story, right? But she starts telling it, so I plop myself down. I ask right down next to her as she's telling the story. And it was about basically she told a story. She was talking to one of her coworkers that it had to do with a hot dog. It had to do with some ketchup on it, and she made a reference. Okay. Well, apparently it's not the first time she's made a reference and she is talking loud and she is talking fast and I'm all in on this story. And it is funny. I look across the table, this old, old, old lady sitting there. And this is the hostess, the the, the woman that's running the party's mom, who is 87 years old. And she is sitting there at this table, listening to this story. You know, she's got a walker, everything like that. Just kind of like, you know, like that blank face the whole time, like just listening. So I'm, now I'm not listening to the story. Now I'm watching her listen to the story and I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard. Like this girl is not holding back on all this effing this, effing that, effing this, effing that, hot dog blood, whatever. And this woman is just like looking at it, like taking it all in, like it's not a big deal. And I am I am just laughing my ass off at this at this uh situation. But uh, anyway, it was a fun party. <laughs> uh Shout out to Pondwater Dave. Um, listen, I have a little bit of uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you not to do this, my friend. And I was gonna save this for another episode, and I'm not gonna get into a ton of details. But he, uh, they're going for the Pondwater Dave show is trying to go for a certain number of subscribers on YouTube, and if he hits it, he is going to do the one chip challenge. I did the one chip challenge uh, back in 2018 or 19. I can't remember. Uh, I did it as I was working at a dealership at the time, not the one I'm at now. And we were doing a YouTube video of me doing the one chip challenge. I talk shit. I say, you know, I'm from Western Pennsylvania. We can handle the heat out there. All right. I say, this is going to be like a Tyson fight. Quick and easy. I eat the chip. Now, let me tell you something. This isn't normal. Okay. It's chewy. And it it it, it is death. Okay. It is the hottest thing you're going to eat in your life where you're like, you feel like you're swallowing fire. I get through it. I do the video. It's funny. It's out there somewhere for anybody that wants to see it. But on video, huh? It's on video. It's somewhere. I don't know if it's on YouTube. It might just be on a Facebook watch. I'll, I'll get it to you guys. All right. Jeez. Yeah, we <laughs> definitely because that's definitely gonna be a YouTube short on um, YouTube.com. Well, two hours later, I start having chest pains. 
And now the, the hot is out of my throat. That's over. I drank the milk. I did everything they told me to do. I played it up. I start having chest pains. Then they start like it starts coming and going, coming and going, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I was down on all fours and I'm telling you, I was sweating buckets like you wouldn't believe. I am screaming in the dealership at the top of my lungs. Call 911. <laughs> Call 911 because I thought I was going to die. Um, I had to go to the hospital. I was there for eight hours. I lost two deals that day and it cost me $500 to the hospital. So the whole thing cost me a thousand. All the, all the nurses and everything are watching the video. Okay. They're watching the video and they're all standing in the nurse's station laughing. I just, Dave, I'm telling you, I know you got a few years on me. If you have any blood pressure issues, if you have any, um, uh, what's the, uh, reflux problems, do not do this. It's not the initial thing that happens. It's afterwards. I'm telling you, it is hell. Just my advice. I, I by the way, I messaged him 15 times last night about it. <laughs> Finally, um, we lost another uh, uh, great uh, performer. And this uh, ties in a little bit with the kickout crew. We lost Jimmy Buffett. Some of you may have been fans. Some of you might not have been. I, uh, at one time, was a parrot head. I've gone to at least, uh, it was a, more, a little more than, I think, about eight eight shows. One time, I didn't even make it in. Okay, just a great time. And he will be missed because he represents what we represent. We always say, and James mostly says it, that for the next two hours, let your mind, you ease your mind of your of your life's problems. Because uh, just let the crew make you laugh, that kind of thing. Well, for me, Jimmy Buffett was a relaxation, and that was exactly what he was. His music was just about relaxing, having a good time, and uh, you you eased your mind. Every time I listened to a Jimmy Buffett song or Jimmy Buffett music, no matter what was going on in my life, it made me feel good. So he will be he will be missed. So uh, cheers to you, Jimmy. One last mango. Back to you, James. All right. Since you ended it on that, I wasn't gonna make my uh, joke because. Uh... You talked about like uh, your hot dog and uh, ketchup. Then you talked about heat down your throat. Then you talked about being on all fours. But hey, I wasn't going to make that joke since you did <laughs> Sorry, man. I ruined it for you. Nah, isn't it funny? I still got it in though. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of goes with that joke too. <laughs> but, uh, well, Hey, Brad, come on down and tell us what today's agenda is. So we lost one of the greats. Uh, we talked about it last week. Mike talked about it last week. We lost one of the greats in the game show world. Uh, we lost Bob Barker. Uh, so today we are de we are dedicating um, this show to him. Uh, he was a guest host on Raw in 2009. And we're going to cover a lot of what goes on in that show and two great matches from the show. So, yeah, come on down. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but uh hey that sounded like that was sounded like the wyatt thing again that sounded like the fiend <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but uh what better way to watch stuff and enjoy stuff with uh some food so uh mike what you got for uh, mike's meat minute this week getting earlier and earlier mike <laughs> that's right and you know what it's earlier and earlier and today's even special because i got not one but two mike's meat minutes for y'all two that's the first minutes. one we are doing is air fried pepperoni chicken parmesan. What you need is a couple of thick chicken breasts, mozzarella cheese, pepperoni, and marinara sauce. You want to butterfly cut your chicken, stuff it with your marinara sauce, your cheese, pepperoni, and cover with 
Parmesan breadcrumbs. Air fry for 15 to 17 minutes at 450 until they're done. Look at that. Does that not look good right there? It does look good, Mike. Uh, I'd say $2.93. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else oh, we can get to go, to go along with some uh, garlic parmesan? Stuffed garlic rolls. What do we want with this? We want we need a roll of biscuits, some more mozzarella cheese. We want to get y'all constipated for this one. Perfect. Some melted butter, minced garlic, and Italian seasoning. You're gonna take your uh, cheese in little balls and wrap them in the biscuit stuff. Then you take your melted butter, your garlic, and your Italian seasoning, melt the butter and everything, spread it all over there, and bake it for about 15 minutes. How do you prepare the garlic? Uh, is that minced garlic? Yeah, it's just like the little minced garlic. Perfect. You just take it, put it in there, you melt the butter, stir it up, and you just spread it on the things. I don't recommend you have this on date night. And, and then you can add your extra marinara sauce to dip it in. Ching. Look at that. <laughs> That's okay. Not one but two in a minute. Oh, so not a meal in one but two? Two. Happy eating, folks. Yeah. I like that. Very good, Mike. Proud of you. And your uh, you culinary pictures get better and better each week that we do this, man. You're really uh, stepping that photo game I mean, up. Yeah. I, I only bring out the good plates for you guys. Like only have like one of these. We got company coming over. <laughs> company coming over. We're bringing out the paper plates. Fuck that. Uh, well, hey, I'm glad. Uh, you know that we could do that, and I guess uh, is it time for match one? Freaking Adam, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a Rod Roddy television production right here. Or wait, that's not right. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. But I do like it. Rod Roddy. You know, this is a Mark Goodson television production. There it is. Yeah. Hey, we'll get it. You know, sometimes you don't get it a hole in one. You can go hole in two, right? Put it in. Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it. So, uh, are we ready? Ready. Match one. Let's do this. What well, is Brad, match one? James, did you want Brad to tell us a little bit about the show before the match? Before we got to this match, <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> All right, so I can do a little bit of that before we do our match. All right. Let's do so that. A That's lot, a good idea. There's a lot to talk about that goes on here. Obviously, Bob Barker is the guest host, and they have a lot of Prices Right themed stuff throughout this. So when he first is introduced, he gets his first four contestants. Who are those first four contestants? We have Santino Morella. IRS, Jillian Hall, and the miserable Chris Jericho. <laughs> they wanted nothing to do with this whatsoever. Highlights from this are Santino saying, I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> how, inc how incredibly unlikable IRS is in this because he wants everything to include tax. Um, so it was a DVD. Uh, I believe it was a SmackDown DVD. Yeah. Santino uh, bid somewhere in the neighborhood of fourteen hundred and some dollars. <laughs> fourteen hundred 
United States dollars. <laughs> See, uh, Jillian Hall bid something like $75. And saying it, though. Saying it, right, correct? Yeah, you guys can interrupt me all you want. All right, and then $50, including tax from IRS. And Jericho said something like he is one half of... <laughs> As Bob Barker is trying to make him feel better. And what a fatherly figure Bob Barker is in this. Let me tell you. He makes you don't, feel good. He just makes you feel good. And so he bids $1. He said, don't let me take you over my knee. <laughs> and, and I like how he's like, boy, they really like you here, Chris. And they're just booing the shit out of him. <laughs> By the way, Howard Finkel as the Rod Roddy was tremendous. Like Amazing. he was I love it. Amazing. For, made for this part. And uh, well, with one dollar, Chris Jericho wins the round, and now he is going to play for a trip to Hawaii. And who else as the models for this trip to Hawaii, other than the absolute beautiful, absolute fire? And I don't care who hears it, Bella sisters, twins. My, my, my goodness, they looked tremendous. Uh, so Chris Jericho. Versus MVP acting like his best Jay Uso yeah. to me <laughs> was that match. So uh, that was a little bit of what happened in the beginning there. So you can continue now, James. All right. I liked it. Uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, you know, that opening segment, and we'll get to the date here in a second, but if you haven't seen that opening segment, it is quite hilarious. Uh, Parker has some good one-liners. He's really quick on his feet. He's been in showbiz for what he says a uh, half a century or something at that time. And uh, I like, I, man, I'm glad I'm actually glad you. that you said to go back and watch the segments. Cause that one was really funny. I really, 85 year old man, by the way, at this time, yeah. 86, something like that. Like he is sharp, pretty sharp. <laughs> yeah. Some would say those are some priceless memories, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get to match number one. And it is, uh, John Cena versus Cody Rhodes. It took place on Monday Night Raw. WWE Monday Night Raw, that is. September 7th, 2009. So when we're talking about that Bob Barker segment, it is September 7th, 2009 on WWE Network or Peacock, whichever, uh, you know, for our international listeners and domestic. Uh it took place at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. My goodness. Uh, some would say it's all in. Some would say it's all out. That's all I got to say about old Shot Town. And uh, it had a match length of 10 minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, couldn't find any Meltzer ratings because I think at this time he wasn't uh, rating the Raw episodes. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. So, Devin. Come on down! How did we get there? Alright, so this was right in the middle of Randy Orton's huge run with Legacy, leading Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase in a faction. Randy Orton was the WWE champion at the time, and Cody Rhodes' father, Dusty Rhodes, was the guest GM. Dusty, given his son the biggest opportunity of a lifetime, put Cody Rhodes up one-on-one -on -one with the WWE champion, Randy Orton, who was also his leader in legacy. In that match, John Cena ended up becoming named the special ref, and it was all a ruse for Dusty to turn heel and help legacy beat down the evil John Cena. 
So Randy Orton, Cody Rose, Ted DiBiase, and Dusty Rose all gave John Cena a tremendous beatdown. And then to end the show, Randy Orton would do the unthinkable and RKO Dusty Rhodes. So that was the week before. This following week, John Cena's getting a little retribution against one of those guys, Cody Rhodes. So you, you hit on it for a minute there, because I asked if you saw the WWE Rewind, and that's what that was, right? The uh, Dusty Rhodes RKO? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was something to see for sure. But is that Paris Hilton in the crowd, or who is that in the crowd in the front row there, Devin? Oh, well, so that was actually Summer Ray. <laughs> Summer Ray was in the front row, and she was with a football team. They, they called her the – actually, they said that she was the football player's girlfriend. Which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she was in WWE developmental at the time. But. Come on down. Anyway, uh, so we have Cody Rhodes entrance. Not much of a reaction, honestly. But James, let's get his party started. Who are the announcers? I am definitely glad you asked because it is Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. So we have Cody on the microphone in the beginning of this. Mike, how did the promo come off to you? Nah. It's not the Cody we have today. You don't think so? I thought it was pretty close. You could you could hear it in him, but I don't think he was as passionate as he is now. Well, he didn't say, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was in there. Like, you could hear it. Like, in his, like, it was down in there somewhere. It just it wasn't released yet. Does he have a nose ring in? Probably. Yeah, he did. Just so you know, it's on either side. Or is it that side? I can't tell. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So Cena's music hits to absolutely no booze. He gets a tremendous pop. A lot of hot girls in the crowd tonight, by the way. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, so immediately they lock up. Cena throws Cody Rhodes out of the ring. And then we have a commercial break. <laughs> so, Devin, does the 60 seconds bother you or is it a needed break? Uh, No, it didn't really bother me. You don't no, like it immediately when the match starts? No, I mean, it, it is kind of annoying that, uh, like, when they first go to the commercial, but it's TV. I mean, they're going to have a commercial no matter what. Shout so. out picture in picture. Speaking of picture in picture, James, when they come back from the commercial break, they have the camera on the Jumbotron. Yeah. When we come back, James, is that different to you? Like, why are they not showing the match? Why are they showing the match on the Jumbotron? I did kind of notice that. And uh, it was mid-move. <laughs> well, it was mid-move when they came back. And then Jerry is trying to, uh, like, hey, welcome back to Monday Night Raw. Guest host, blah, 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 blah. But there's a pin going on while he's trying to do that welcome back thing. So then Michael Cole is talking over him, like, one, two. And it's just like, you know, it didn't really uh, – yeah, well, I think we were getting used to that. And maybe here's another thing I was thinking of. Well, do you think that the wrestlers were like, because sometimes the wrestlers fuck with the announcers. So do you think that they went to a pin to make the announcers kind of, you know, kerfluffle at that point? Well, I've heard that uh, uh, one of the hearts, uh, Owen Hart used to do that old kind of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. Time. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought about like, I wonder if Cena and him were like, uh, Oh, we're back from TV. Let's go to a pin while one person's promoting welcome back and the other person has to talk about the count because 
if you miss a three count while you're doing that, then everything's fucked, you know? Well, I just think it's so fun to watch these matches back. Like, we talked about it last week, James, me and you, and about how they came back from the break but showed the com- what happened in the commercial break. And now yeah. they come back from a break and they show the Jumbotron. Just the different, <laughs> yeah. the different things not, that not happen. Not the ring, <laughs> the yeah. Jumbotron. <laughs> well, I think we're so used to the production of today that hey, we notice these things. Yeah. Like, what are they thinking? But uh, And then maybe in 10 years we say that about what we see now. Who knows? Um uh, so we have a face first to Rhodes. Rhodes hiding behind the ref and uh, retreating. Big back body drop to Cody. Now he's out of the ring. So I, I, this was for Adam, but we'll go to we'll go to you, Mike. Can Cody be a heel again now, or is he too over? Ooh, I think he could be a heel. If he really wanted to, yeah, yeah, he 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 could definitely do it. He could come out there. I don't know if he would um, maybe turn on Seth. Or do something, but um, I can I can see him coming out there and then just being like, I did it for me. I didn't do it for you guys. I didn't do it for my dad. I did it for me. Well, see, I I mean, I guess time will tell. I I don't know. Like, I mean, they have built a tremendous baby face here. Do they want? I don't think they want him a bit. Uh, not right now, now, but you know, I I guess that's maybe a movie make when you start losing some momentum. Yeah. Like, I it didn't. I'll tell you what, it didn't work for Stone Cold though. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. it's up to the crowd too, because it's one of those if you're fed Cody all the time, just like you're fed Roman, well, you're fed Cena. It'll when he left AEW. That's that's all they wanted was for him to be a heel. You know, he left there and he wasn't heel. He no. came over here and boom, automatic pop, automatic baby face. Bring him in, let him get all this built up for a couple of years, and then boom, just turn on everybody. So Rhodes tricks Cena, falls into the announce table. Now Rhodes taking it to Cena. Now there's Cena chance. We have a belly to bellish here, bellyish to Rhodes. I'm not. I was a different kind of move for sure. <laughs> it just looked a little different, uh, but it is that a kick to Cena, clothesline to Cena, and there's a cover out of two. Again, Cody on the offense. The sky was the limit for Rhodes here, don't you think, uh, Adam or or I mean, um, Devin? Or do you believe that Vince really did have it in for the Rhodes family? Um, no, I think this guy was the limit. It seemed like uh, Vince was kind of over the dusty stuff at the time. He was letting Cody Rhodes see if Cody Rhodes could be the next guy. If he could be the next Randy Orton, he was going to let him be. Was he not quite ready? Not at this time, I don't believe. He was no. still and you know you mentioned, you mentioned that thing with Vince Mann against the Rhodes. I don't think that's true. I don't either. I just have to bring it up. I mean, you, know? If you know, he gave Dusty the polka dots. What did Dusty do? He got it over. Got the polka dots over. He, gold dust. Got he it gave, over. He gave him gold dust. <laughs> got it over. He gave Cody all this other stuff, and then he gave him stardust, and he got it over. Yeah, right? I don't know about stardust. That feels like hey, a he got it over so much he left. <laughs> he, but he still pulled it off. I'm not he still got it. What do you got, He's James? Out. Nope, nope. Go ahead. Well. Who else would uh would Vincent trusted to take all these roles other than the Rhodes family? Why have the roles? <laughs> Boom! Thank you. Why why put the dad in polka dots? Why uh you know just good yeah why uh were, were the what you didn't have to fill these roles? Why either. the gold dust thing? The box of gimmicks, right? Why the <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I gotta. I think Vince was he wasn't out to get him, but it was kind of a welcome to my world type of thing. By the way, new merch, Angry Lemonade, KOC for life. Um, wow. Wow. The Rhodes working on Cena's leg, drop toe hold to Rhodes. 
Russian leg sweep by Rhodes. Uh, James, how do you like the match so far? I dig it. And uh, it was uh, very uh, refreshing because obviously wasn't watching it this time. But uh, it <laughs> should be a shirt, buddy. That should be a shirt. <laughs> but it was uh, refreshing that uh, Cena was actually getting cheers. Were they piped in? Who knows? But Cena was getting cheers. It was before the turn on him for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I definitely don't think there was the, the Cena hate yet. Because uh, as we go there. along in this match, that was going to be one of my talking points. Like, when did that start? I don't know when it started. I started watching it in 2012, and it was there. Because they uh, were in it. Like, when he came out and, like, you know, when he's doing offensive moves and stuff, the crowd's in it. So. Well, that's a question for you, Devin. When did they start happening? What? The Cena booze. The Cena, like, turn on Cena. I think it was really, like – around like the 2006 2007 era okay because this when is 2009. edge when okay. everyone wanted heel edge to be running it but he only had like a two-month run with the wwe title before he lost it back to this Cena. Is three out or three years later yeah like. so i'm way off then he, they're they're cheering for him here they're not booing yeah, him here. they're cheering the shit out of him it was really territorial if they were oh, okay. close to a hometown oh. then they'd love it if they're a hometown of someone else then they did not want cena that makes a ton of sense actually a ton of sense so, uh, clothesline is seen, like I said, Cody with a chin lock submission hold. The announcer seemed real impressed with it for some reason. Um, but there's no chance here, Mike, that Cena submits, right? No, why? He can't ever submit. Not by Cody Rhodes at this time. I mean, there's an arm bar to Cena right after this. And this is an old school move, Mike. But in, in MMA, this is a move where you do submit. But there's just no way here, right? No way that Cena. But he really I mean, sells it. He would have. He sells it though, right? Yeah. At the upcoming pay per view, it is breaking point is going to be Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes versus DX in a submissions only match. So when Cody Rhodes is going through these submissions, I think that John Cena's kind of just playing it up, saying, yeah. "Hey, Cody has a submission match coming up. Why not showcase a little bit of it?" Look at I think you, I mentioned. Man. I think I mentioned it in the next match. By the way, drink one every time they say breaking point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cena powers out. Uh, took a while though, and it was tough. Shoulder tackle by Cena. Now we got some vintage Cena here with these moves. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, hey, I do want to because the commentary, like when Cena does that flip over thing, whatever. I think it's Michael Cole that says vintage John Cena, and I wrote that down because this is 2009. He started wrestling what? Oh four. What do you mean vintage? He's been wrestling four or five years. Like I, I said it just from us. <laughs> well, yeah, we but I mean, like on commentary, <laughs> Cole's like, yeah, like the if you're looking on Premier Streaming Network uh, on the uh, video version, you see, uh, you know, a snapshot from that move. And Michael's like, oh, vintage John Cena. And I was like, I've been wrestling like five years. Like, what do you mean vintage John Cena? I mean, that's true. Vintage is kind of thrown around a little loosely. I'll give you that. Like, did he LA Knight did a movie the other night. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get that part. L.A. Knight did a move the other night, and Michael Cole called it Vintage L.A. Knight. So, <laughs> <laughs> if he would have said Eli Drake, I think it would have made more sense. Because, right, L.A. Knight's been around two years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Cena applies to STF. Is that what you wanted? Okay. Orton comes into the ring, and now he attacks, and we have a DQ finish. So then we have a, uh, an attitude adjustment to Cody. Devin, the fans are still pretty hot for this, though, right? Even though it was a DQ finish? Oh, yeah. Randy Orton is definitely over as a heel right now. And uh, at the upcoming pay-per-view, at breaking point, it's going to be an eye-point match between John Cena and Randy Orton. So I feel like that 
that DQ finish is kind of just a don't let Cody Rhodes get beat before his match with DX, but also don't give John Cena a decisive victory before his match with Randy Orton. Would it be rare, uh, Devin, for Cody to use a figure for now? Oh, absolutely not. I forgot uh, I that. Feel like we, I feel like we see it all the time. <laughs> like probably once a month at least. So, guys, that's, that's vintage the Cody Rhodes. Vintage Cody Rhodes. That's the match, guys. Not too long. Uh, but I think they're telling a story in the ring. It is a Raw. Uh, they're building towards Breaking Point, which we don't have anymore. <laughs> Drink one. And uh, that's it. Back to you, James. Well, uh, thanks, man. I really uh, I did enjoy that. Um, it, uh, we'll probably get into that later, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, to keep this, uh, you know, yodely, yodely, yodely uh, on up the mountain uh, through this episode, uh, I guess it's time for me, uh, my little uh, segment. So, as uh, you know, you guys are hearing this, obviously it's been a little bit, but uh, this Labor Day weekend, I was in Pittsburgh for WWE Payback and uh, went with... Uh, well, I'll just start with the uh, payback itself. And I'm not going to get uh, too involved in all the matches and bullshit like that. But as a person that's never been to a WWE pay-per-view, it was really uh, epic to see. I really enjoyed the fact that uh, I I got to see Becky Lynch. I got to see Trish Stratus. I got to see John Cena, which I thought was uh, really cool. LA Knight, I got to, you know, yeah. like, And the crowd was live for that, dude. Got to see The Miz. I really, really popped for Rey Mysterio's entrance because I've never seen him, and I thought that was like a really uh, epic thing. And I know I was texting you guys off and on throughout the show, but uh, the tag match was really live. I enjoyed booing the hell out of Sammy KO while everyone around me was literally cheering them. (laughs) So I thought that was fun. I will say I thought the loudest pop of the night was when Finn Balor grabs the terrible towel and he looks at it. And then spins it, and the crowd's going ape shit. And then he throws it down and starts stomping on it. And that boo was, I thought, the loudest pop of the night. I really enjoyed it. I will say, uh, when they came out the hockey gear, they're clanging the sticks on the stage. Uh, Bober is just like, oh, they're going to throw the gloves. They're going to throw the gloves. And everybody around, because, you know, it's a hockey time. So everybody's like, they're going to throw the gloves. So they throw the gloves off. And then uh, they start fighting. The crowd goes ape shit again. Uh, you know, all that stuff. I thought seeing Cody Rhodes in a WWE ring, because I've seen him multiple times in an AEW ring. I thought it was, uh, you know, cool. He didn't wrestle. Jay Uso came back. Oh, uh, two weeks? Two weeks. He was gone two weeks. But, but what was that? What is that new thing everybody's doing? I don't know, but I was part of it, too. I was doing it, too. <laughs> but where did it start? Like, how did everybody know to do that? Wait, what is that? I go, well, I watch every week. Where did this come from? I'm not new. I was thinking the same thing. Like, got you doing that. Doing it, and the whole crowd started doing it. So I was like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> he, he started. He did it at that pay per view where he faced Roman. I just, that was the first time he did it. I never it was, even. It hey. went from nothing to over, like, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is this?" New to me. Yeah. Uh, saw Rhea Ripley. Uh, not gonna comment on. Uh, I think the crowd was just kind of dead for that mm-hmm. match. But Crazy. they did pop up right at the end, though. The crowd came alive again. And uh, Seth, everybody's, like, cheering Seth. I was heavily going for Shinsuke. 
But right when the crowd would do a sis, like, whoa, and they would kind of die down, I would just start screaming, whoa. Like, yeah. I, I was going to how was that, like, in the live crowd? Like, is it as loud as it is? Pretty fucking Even loud, dude. Cody. Like, like the, what about with tag Cody? match? Cody tag match had a bunch of pops, but the crowd was behind Seth for sure. And they started doing that, whoa, whoa. It's really, really, really loud. So that was cool to see. Yeah. And I have my buddy with me who's like, you know, he's pseudo wrestling fan, but he's like, damn, dude. I'm like, yeah, man, when you're over, you're over, <laughs> you know? Maybe. And, uh, but, uh, what really gets me is, uh, this is kind of my main point of it all. Uh, oh, and I got to go to the rib fest on Friday night. Shout out Pittsburgh. I'm a guy from Texas all the way to Pittsburgh for a rib fest, but it was really, really good. A band called the Clarks who I'd never heard blown away I've, blown I've away them. by them i was like this is fucking awesome yeah they're fun they've been around a long time james oh yeah because even bober was like hey man if you want to you know we can stay for like three or four songs you would like it we can leave and i was like we're staying <laughs> like every song i heard i was like we're staying dude i love this oh, i thought fun. they were really really good and i've been looking at them on spotify since but uh kind of to tie it all together uh it kind of brings me to like with ad free shows like being a thing and uh like i got back into wrestling and if you think about it i'm at that pay-per-view with a guy from pittsburgh i'm you know originally from texas moved to florida from oklahoma uh i'm with my neighbor who is from florida and then uh jb shout out a friend of the show jb games he uh checked the archives for his episode he's from ohio so four of us are there uh watching wrestling and uh you know, with ad-free shows and me getting back into wrestling, I just want to hammer home how wrestling, like, really connects people, man. And it really is a worldwide thing, and it brings a lot of people together. And we're from different walks of life, for sure. But, you know, we just brought us all together, and we had a ton of fun. And I wouldn't have met them without wrestling, number one. And I wouldn't have met them without ad-free shows, which I guess should be the number one. So, uh uh, a friend of the show, Megan Nelson, let me stay at her apartment and a uh, very, very good friend of mine. And uh, she actually, I'm a friend of hers, <laughs> I guess is a good way to word it too, because it's really cool. You know, I'm a, I'm a little tough to get used to. People kind of read me the wrong way just because I'm a smart ass all the time. But you're on the right show. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it's just, uh, she's a really, really good friend to me. Helped me out through a lot of tough times and, you know, like, it's good to have uh, people have your back. And so I want to thank her for everything she's done for me in the past and the present and definitely moving on for the future, you know, together. <laughs> and uh, same thing with the uh, Bober man. He went above and beyond on a lot of things. He didn't have to do what he did. And I met him through Megan. So that's like a, a three, you know, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon type of thing. Uh, meeting him and being friends with him and, you know, we went to his apartment, hung out at his pool. His neighbors and people were really badass. And Bober, like, picked us up from the apartment, drove us around wherever we needed to go. And he's a really, really great guy. And uh, I'm kind of bummed that we had him on during our StreamYard fiasco because we definitely need to have him on again. But uh, Bober definitely needs the credit uh, that he deserves because he's an amazing dude. I had a blast with him. And... Uh, Fuck, that's like our third, fourth time hanging out in public, you know, like together, like in person. You know, we hang out on Zooms all the time. 
but it's just like wrestling, man. Like it's so fucking cool. Like everybody, you know, is an NFL fan or whatever, but like that doesn't connect you like all of this does, you know, wrestling connected us and I had free shows connected us and, you know, stuff like that. So I really, uh, it's just badass to like hang out with people. I definitely eased my mind during that whole weekend. And I want to thank Bober from the bottom of my heart. Cause, uh, that's a homie, you know, that's a bro now. And, uh, you know, with wrestling, I met all you guys and we're all from fucking different States. You know, like it was really, a, it's just really cool how like connecting everything is with wrestling. Like as much as the bullshit with some fans and tribalism and bullshit like that, in all reality, wrestling brings a lot of people together and I don't think it gets the credit that it deserves of that because it's all walks of life. We all like that, you know, and uh, it's cool. And Pittsburgh, I like it because it's like a small town people in a big city, like blue collar. Nobody's major assholes. Everybody was really accepting like, you know, like, Hey man, come on, Hey, come on, come have a beer. You know, people were sharing their beers with me and shit. So it was just really, it was really like a, uh, it was a really good way to separate from the bullshit and ease my mind, you know? And I just want to, I can't put into words how much that weekend meant to me and how much, you know, this show means to me that weekend and just wrestling in general, man. And uh, to end it, I'm really fucking glad I became a fan again because it literally changed my life. Literally saved me and changed my life. And, you can't put a price or words on that. So that is the spirit of Pittsburgh. Love it. What kind of Permani Brothers sandwich did you have? Well, they had, it was uh, the PB New York. Yeah, I already know the answer. Like Wrong. <laughs> they had a uh, corned beef and pastrami and slaw and, of course, fries. <laughs> no, that's good. I like the pastrami. I like the corned beef, too. I think it was oh, you know why Pittsburgh's so cool, James. What's up? You know why Pittsburgh's so cool? Because it's not Philly. Yeah, all the assholes in Pennsylvania moved to Philly. So. Yeah! I like that. I have nothing. But yeah. <laughs> that no, is, selling. no selling it. That is the spirit of Pittsburgh. So, uh, <laughs> I guess up next is... Hey, welcome. Welcome. There he is. Russ Adam! Sorry, guys. Had a personal thing come up. Oh, good. Do you have just that one friend? Like, he'll come by and you're like, hey, dude, I'm recording. We're about to record a podcast. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're going to stop by. Okay. Well, I just told you I'm recording. Okay. We'll, we'll stop by. Okay. And then he comes in, talks, talks, talks. Went to school with this guy. Love this guy to death. Do anything in the world for him. But I'm sitting down writing stuff. Write stuff down for the podcast. She keeps talking, keeps talking, keeps talking. I'm like, yeah, the guys are kind of wanting me to jump on. Well, yeah, but then all this happened right here. All right, man. So, you know, you just got that one friend that don't get the hint, like you're trying to drop a couple. I got that. Her name's Grandma. <laughs> Adam, you're very mustache heavy. I hadn't shaved. Heard <laughs> <Just> that. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, but it's your segment, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it says Devin's topic. Oh, fuck. What am I doing? I just got excited you were here. Sorry, Devin. Right. 
I don't care. I wish well, my hey. kids got that excited. <laughs> well, uh, looks like I wish we could like do the shaky camera thing. Like, uh, where where is Devin Dally? Where's Devin Dally? Devin, come on down. And uh, hey, tell us what the kids are watching these days, Devin. So for my topic this week, since we're kind of prices right heavy. I had an idea to go back and watch the old show, The Price is Right, back when Bob Barker was on it. And to start the show, all the time, they call the contestants down. So, all the contestants would come down and bid on an item. I have pulled up some items. You guys are going to be my four contestants. And I want you to bid Ooh. on how much you think these things cost. All One right. Dollar. You guys are going down. <laughs> Oh, look, he got with Bryant. Oh, here he yeah, right. So, number one, we're just going to start in order of my screen, which is James, Mike, Brad, Adam. Okay? I'm third? So what a bunch of bullshit. Oh, thanks. So, I'm last. Yeah, I'm usually the last. First the winner usually goes last. How much would a Kane replica mask on WWE Shop be? Oh, okay. So, this is not the Walmart version because no. I have that. Are we doing? And I are we doing cents or just whole dollars? The, uh, we can round up to the nearest dollar. Bob Barker we'll, rounded up. We'll just do I'll whole dollars. Up. I'm gonna go with uh, forty-two. Devin, give me forty-two, please. James, forty-two. Mm, Mike, I'm gonna say forty-five. Forty-five, Brad. I'm gonna go. 29 dollars uh, right, 20, 2999 to 20 29 Brad Adam you're up can I buy a vowel? <laughs> I knew that was fucking coming <laughs> oh. uh, that's the um, wrong game show what what is 20 no what is 34.99 so James said 42 Mike said 44 Brad said 29.99. 45. And 45. Sorry. <clears throat> Brad said 29.99. And what was yours, Adam? 34.99. Actual we retail price sense. of the Kane replica mask on wweshop.com is $38. So, Adam, Adam, you're the winner of round number one. Bam, bam, ba bam, bam, ba that vow will get you every time. <laughs> All right. So this I believe in Joe Hendry. This is a <laughs> Joe Hendry t-shirt that can be found on shopimpact.com. So, Adam, you won the last round, so you start us off this time. Uh, let's go uh, $29.99. Okay, James. Strong bid. So we are doing decimal points, I guess. <laughs> We're breaking if all you want to. I'm going to go with 20 24.99 Mike 25 even You fucking dick <laughs> Yeah well I'm going 30 even Alright so And Brad So Adam said 29.99 James yeah, said 24.99 Better be right on the money Adam <laughs> Mike said 25 And Brad said 30 even so actual retail price is twenty four ninety nine. James oh. is the winner of this round. 
I swear I was going to say that, but I thought it needs to be that low. Oh my God, I'm so they must have discounted that five bucks. It used to be twenty nine ninety nine. Is this okay. with or without shipping? I was going to get one. Bullshit. Without shipping. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, round number three. Are those $3. DVDs? $3. How much is the Big Show's a Giants World DVD on Amazon.com? We still have Free. that? Free with a purchase. <laughs> no looking at Amazon. <laughs> free, with, free with any purchase over 10 bucks. <laughs> James, you won the last round. You start us off. Free with a purchase over. I'll go uh, 11 Devin. 11.99. Mike? One dollar. Already? Yes. Brad? I'm going to say 29.99. Uh, Adam, what's your does, price? Does it say how many discs in it? It is a three disc set. That Oh, fuck. It <laughs> is a three disc set. 32.99. All right, so James said eleven ninety nine. Mike said one dollar. Brad <laughs> said twenty nine ninety nine. Adam said thirty two ninety nine. Actual retail price is twelve ninety nine. James, what? Wins this round again. Boom! This is used. This is used on eBay. <laughs> All right, so our fourth and final round. This looks this fun is, as hell, and I want it. Oh, a shit. A WWE collector's new generation arena and ring with Diesel and Doink. Wow, I Ultimate want this. edition. James, you won the previous round, so you can start the bids. All uh, right, let me, uh, let me get some help from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> can I phone a friend? I will say... For those of you not watching on the video version, exclusively on Premier Streaming Network, this uh, looks pretty fucking uh, awesome, and it looks like an awesome gift to have. So I'm going to, you know what, Bob? I'm going to go with $59.99. All right, Mike, how much do you think? $99.99. Brad? Mr. In Your House, In Your House, Your House. I'm going to go with... That's Mick Foley. Yeah, I know, but it's In Your House. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> 34, <laughs> $34.99. Adam? Uh, so we're bidding on the ring? The two? The, in, the entire two thing. Okay. Even the uh, entryway? And a phone yep. call from Mick Foley. Oh, that took it down. I think I did under... <laughs> Now, which which doink is this? Is this uh, Steve Kern? I hate, I hate. Plastic. <laughs> it's a plastic doink. I <laughs> am not 100% sure. Uh, he has a hammer that destroyed the fiend when uh, Seth Rollins fought him. The fiend is square. This one's round. Uh. <laughs> uh, 79. All right. So Adam says 79. James said 59.99. Mike said $99.99. Brad said $34.99. Actual retail price? $549.95. I won! I was closer! <laughs> Mike, you won the fourth and final round. Congratulations. Why is that so much? Did you don't have fucking spend $500 on I was maybe thinking like $129 or what? something. Wait a minute. Did Taylor Swift pee on this or something? What's going on here? I didn't see that coming. I, I'm not going to. I'm not lying. I didn't see that. 
She had to do one B. I'm just hey, people when say were, Diesel didn't draw money. Bullshit. Doink <laughs> and Diesel ever in the ring together. <laughs> and that can be found on Amazon.com. Just so you That's know. why I still own Amazon because nobody's going to pay that shit. Right. <laughs> Who the fuck's going to buy that? That was a but good some one. Some say like still that. hanging out the fun. peg. <laughs> uh, well, that was my topic this week. So back to you, James. Topic and demographic was, was uh that. Oh yeah, you got demographic too, pal. I don't look at the look at that one. Re- refresh that one. Nope, no demographic. Refresh the outline. I print mine out. Back to you, James. <laughs> All right. Well, uh fuck me running, I guess. Uh well, boy howdy, are we uh off uh you know, so is it time to uh Drop uh, down and see where the pegs lie on old Plinko. Because it's time for the second match. So. No, we have as an in-ring performer. Oh, yeah, we do. Come on, <laughs> My bad, Adam. So, uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Come on down and uh, let us know, uh, you know, as an in-ring performer, what do you got for us this week? I feel like there's a conspiracy going because... Brad tried to skip Devin. James tried to skip me. <laughs> I Brad's trying to get the show to under an hour. <laughs> Once we get yep. like, y'all were trying to skip blues. the good-looking guys of the group. I see what's going on here. With that mustache, you're right. Hey, is there infighting? My flavor saying <laughs> for life. Well, look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of I'm being yeah. fired. <laughs> no CM Punk on my TV. <laughs> All right, so I know, I know usually I'll pick a match or a, a pay-per-view to watch, but I couldn't pick just one because there was a lot of damn good wrestling in August. True. I mean, we had All Out, All In. Um, Payback Fast Lane. Yeah, but that was NWA 75. Payback was September, wasn't it? Uh, no. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure James was just there, you know. Payback was September. It was uh September right. 3rd. So it was all out then. Yeah, it was all out. Okay. So it was all out. All, all in. Out. Yes, all in in August, all out the September. One, right. The one in London. The one in London. All in. That's all in. All right, so oh, are we talking CM Punk and Jack Perry, the best match <laughs> on the card? Actually, I'm talking about Omega and Takeshita. Ah. They actually, no, that was all out. Never mind. Yeah, you're screwed. What about Sue? Can we talk about Sue in London in the minivan? Huh? Uh, let's go MGF Adam Cole then. Yeah. The greatest, the, the greatest main event in the greatest show. Um, that was a good one. Uh, I can't do that because that was gonna pay back. Lord, I thought I did drugs. The greatest main event in the greatest show. According to Tony Khan, anyway. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, Chad Gable and Gunther had a couple of good matches on Monday Night Raw. Very true. Uh, a damn good matches. Oh. Um, yeah, they did. So, um, the other two, the other two was in September, so I can't use them yet. But I want to go back to one one match that happened in July because I didn't get to do that one. July fifteenth on Collision, there was an FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Two out of three falls match. That's probably one of the best damn matches I've seen all year long. But of course, it's FTR. So, 
if you got time, I'd go check any of them out. Um, all in was good. All out was good. Payback was good. So that whole pay-per-view was good. So uh, it's going to be hard again next month because I think Rollins and Nakamura, just like James said, I think they stole the night. I dug it. I really did. Adam, did you get a chance to watch that match I asked you to watch? Um, the Good Hands versus uh, ABC Chris Bay and um, <sighs> shit. Fuck me, running <laughs> from Ace Austin. professional podcast. Ace Austin, thank you Ace so much. Austin, Ace yeah. Austin, just, just slipped my mind. Did you get a chance to watch them? Those two guys are unbelievable. No, but I know how good Ace Austin is. And Chris young guys, Bray. young guys, man. Uh, I ain't got to yet, but I promise I will. We were supposed to get to it two weeks ago, so thanks for that. I did forgot. you watch it for me, Devin? I, I did. I've been watching Impact. Shut up, Devin. It's not like your turn. It's your turn, Devin. <laughs> you had your turn. Shut up. So did anybody else see Devin picking apples and having them fed to him on Facebook today? In one month, she'll be my queen. Uh, that is a quote from Macho Man in primetime 1991. Doesn't make it right, pal. It doesn't make about it right. Miss Elizabeth. In one month, I'll make her my queen. Yeah, now look how that all that happened. Yeah, that's I'm not exactly a bad, bad example. Look, look how all that ended, buddy. Why don't you bring up Sonny? Hey, you know, you SummerSlam was beautiful. I mean, if you want to talk about quotes, we can bring up some Joel Gartner, you know, dimes. I mean, if, if we're going to use that quote, James is going to be Lex Luger. I'll leave it at that. You ride my Lex Express. I don't even know where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Devin is Macho Man and Erica is Miss Oh, Elizabeth... God. Nope. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> nah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man. It is about to be a brawl out. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It's great to see you, Bubba. Yeah, we're real was... happy for you, Devin. I, yeah, I was catching was... happy. I was catching up on some. Uh... Mailbags because I re I re-enlisted to the next level, and even Polly B and them were talking about uh, Dev and how he was going to marry his high school sweetheart. He thought it was the sweetest thing in the world. I did and not know that. Only, 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 only. And how you're and how you're living vicariously through Mike Kyoto and his stories. <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave that right there. Well, you know it is his favorite podcast. Boom, that's a callback. Yeah. International love. That's what I'm gonna say, Devin. Longest court case in history. It got nowhere. They're not <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got somewhere. We I'm, never mind. I'm just <laughs> yeah, that's when I got attorney Adam on my side. Yep, you see which attorney's still standing. Pack your bags, you're traveling. <laughs> you're traveling. <laughs> traveling. But no, there was there was a lot of good matches for August. Like I said, there's gonna be a lot of them for September. So it's hard to just pick one. Uh SmackDown's been great. You know, Raw's been great. AEW would be good if they would slow down and just let stuff simmer. Um oh yeah, and, and there's one more match. Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. It was better than it should have been. He's still not signed to AEW, huh? No, he's he's still in New Japan. Because he's showing up on uh, Impact now, I heard. He's technically still New Japan for another couple of months, I believe. Well, I mean, I know they can do what they kind of want. Yeah, but... I think he's kind of free agenting right now. 
He's so yeah. he's still up. I didn't realize the amount of charisma. That was a hell of a match, though. Dude is so good, man. Will Ospreay is got to be one of the best wrestlers in the in the world right now. But there was like he's, some comments yeah. that how much money is he drawing, but he could draw money. He's he's got charisma too. He's got a lot going on. That's and gonna be another bidding war in twenty twenty four. Jericho's been in it for what, like forty years now, and he's still putting on good performances like that. That and was he, one of Jericho's uh, best of the year. That was That's in September, or no, that was in August. Never mind. And think about this: now we're I'm covering a show. Up. We're covering the show tonight from fourteen years ago that he was on, and he was already kind of a veteran. Yeah, he was, like he started what ninety eight, ninety nine with the WWE. That's when he interrupted the Rock on Monday yeah, Night Raw. So this is ten years later. Dan, you gotta think about like, WCW before that, ECW. Yeah, Stampede. Yeah. 96, WCW 96. Stampede Wrestling in New Japan, he was doing shit, I think, like, he was 36 years old there. Like, he's already a veteran. He did stuff for Jim Cornette at Smoky Mountain. ECW, Lion, yep. Stampede Wrestling, you know, or in Japan, like him and Lance Storm, you know. That's that's, that's one guy right there. I mean, he he deserves his flowers because, I mean, for him doing it then and putting on the same matches now, if not better. I want to give a shout out to uh, Seto Miedo. The ladder breaks and they still like fuck it. They <laughs> went right back up on that bitch. Shout out to <laughs> Alex Abrahantes, my man. Uh, shout out to him, like kind of holding it. But yeah, the ladder breaks. Oh, this is fucked up, and they're like, nope. Come on, right back up that bitch, and you know, did that. Uh, they got guts. Thing. Those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just keep going. And when Sue came out in London, she's driving a minivan. I know. London, and that, even that whole crowd, that like, hey, that that was a real table. So cry me a river. Like, I, I did not, awesome. Yeah, I did not see Sue coming. Oh man! <laughs> and then, uh, like number one, the crowd knew about it, and number two, like, I wonder what the license plate on the minivan was. Do you did you know that Brett Trent was uh, in WWE? Yeah, I did not know that. I I um like I said, I started watching in 2012. He was back in NXT from like 09 to 2012. SmackDown NXT, SmackDown NXT. I didn't know that. He's one of the most underrated guys on AEW. He is. They're both good. He has a, he has a damn <laughs> I like good Chuck match. Taylor. Their record's not good, but they're good. I, I tried like, to I like Chuck off I tried to give uh, Chuck Taylor a beer one time at a hotel. Like happened to be staying at the same hotel as him. And I was selling it like, you got your Bud Lights, you got your uh, Budweiser's, you got your Coors Lights. I just stick with what's natural. Natural light. <laughs> you know, and he was like, I've never heard anyone sell natural light as hard as you are. And I was like, you want one? He's like, hell no. Like, the good locker enough. room is down there, and I bring natural lights in a fucking plastic bag <laughs> down there. But uh, Trent, awesome. Trent Brett is, I think, one of the most underrated guys on AEW. Yeah. He has a damn good match every time he's out there. And we got to see Scorpio. Well, I don't know. I don't remember what event that was because there's like 20 of them in a row. But shout out Scorpio Sky. I'm glad he's uh, – I hope he comes back and, like, makes a scene for sure. So, James, before you get into the next match – are you? I'm sorry, Adam. Are you all finished up? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. We're just all shooting right. the shit now. So, before you go to the next match, I think we should talk about the next segment of Bob Barker. What do you think? I wholeheartedly agree because uh, who's the next contestant? So first off, we have DX with them. Let's, oh, yeah, let's not right. forget that part. DX was in um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They as them old as their old selves. You know what I mean? And they got two words for you: spin it. I love that. It. I love when Barker's like, 
I got two words for you. Spin it. <laughs> Shout out Kelly Kelly. Because, uh, yep, this was a good time in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I like how Shawn Michaels is like, no, this is serious, Bob. We're not going to do it. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll spin the wheel. Okay. So they spin the wheel. Stay. And they Make land the on well, they uh, land on the the masterpiece. <laughs> bad, hair plugs and all, as he says. Bad hair plugs and all. It's a bad spin. <laughs> like something like I'm paraphrasing, but I was dying. And then they spin it again and they land on Randy Orton. I'll tell you what, Bob Barker is a good sport. Uh and I thought these guys did it. I mean, everybody's a fan of Bob Barker. Do we appreciate the fan. fact that they got the, the skinny ass microphone too? I yes. love that. Like not a regular microphone. Like they got the skinny, you know. Oh man, it was just so bad. Another like, fact, really is right. The reason they use the skinny microphone is because they do not want it to look like a news podcast or news cast, not podcast. The podcast wasn't there. But Where was that have- an hour ago, Mike? <laughs> right? Uh, it was on the list. It was saying we got the microphone. I figured I'd let you um, see it or hear it. So or- I might as well just get into the rest of it now, right? Yeah. But- so we have our next contestant, AJ Brzezinski. Come on down. Half booze, half cheers. So we have the catcher from the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> Jumps out of the crowd and he comes down to join. The price is right. He left so, his girlfriend's summer, eh? We have, what are we bidding on? We have the WrestleMania 26 travel package. Let me tell you, that is vague. <laughs> that is a vague prize to bid on. I have no idea. It's almost like a ring with Doink I, in like, it. I like his bid. Like, so, uh, Brad, you know, going to WrestleMania 40, a two night event. You heard, uh, AJ's bid. I don't know yeah, $1,000. <laughs> like, uh, what? For so, a plane ticket and ticket? Like, but, and everything, more, there's other stuff involved, right? There was like all kinds of stuff involved. Guess what? Yeah, you can't get, you get one ticket for that maybe now. <laughs> like, well, not me, maybe not, but still. You get a round trip plane ticket and maybe like two meals for that thousand dollars now. So again, we have IRS with a two thousand dollar bid. So unlikable. Is it tax? Is tax with tax? You do, yeah. And then you got Jillian singing it again. So obnoxious. <laughs> a five thousand dollar bid. And then we have Santino. What is twelve hundred American style dollars? <laughs> and then. Yeah. And Bob Barker After, and, could not fucking comprehend <laughs> what he was saying. And, and Santino wins. Santino wins, right? Now headed to the ring. And he is, uh, he's, uh, he's, he has a chance to win a hot tub. And who's in that hot tub? Hot damn the Bella Twins. <laughs> My goodness, this was the best show of all time. Let me tell hey, you. Speaking of hot tubs, shout out Rebel, uh, you know, Rebel, Rebel's Happy Hour. Still needs the hot tub. So. <laughs> Oh right, it's a running. You know, it's a running. Yeah, I, I heard that two years ago from Coach. So, yeah, exactly. So, as uh, Santino says, do the Bella Twins come with the hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you notice that uh, Santino a couple times called him uh, Roberto? Yes, he did, Roberto. <laughs> and that was, uh, you know, we we're all thinking it. It changes the price for sure. And boy, Bob got mad about that one, didn't he? <laughs> So big show, uh, it's a bit. So he has to face the big. The big show comes out. And it's a slam uh, body slam competition. Bob does seem a little confused here. He didn't know who, who won or if he won or not. But uh, I then, can't uh, see the referee. He's standing behind the uh, big show. 
It was good. But of course, Big Show slams uh, Santino in a couple seconds. Uh, Mark Henry comes out after that. Bob Barker with Josh Matthews after that. And Bob Barker talks about all his injuries that he's had on the show where someone actually jumped up and down and knocked his job. You should have seen the dentist bill on that one. And he and I believe that story, don't you? That's oh, hell story. yeah. If you're not expecting it and somebody's like adrenaline pumping and they jump, boom, I bet you would hit the – oh, I bet that hurts so bad. I just thought uh, – listen, I'm going to bring – there's a question actually that came in on Twitter that I'm going to bring up a little later. But I do think Bob Barker is genuinely having fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's that's it. I, you can go into the match now, James. I just thought it was we had to talk about this because this is what we're doing the show for is him. Why would we not talk about him, right? I will say when I was researching, uh, you know, match links and stuff, it did pop up a big show in Santino, match link 16 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, yeah, that they even went through the time to like, you know, I guess it was a match. Santino, so, shout out to him, too. He's yeah. a funny guy. What a, what a guy. You know? Great performer. He's back, by the way, on Impact. Um, as a, like a commissioner type, yeah, uh, and uh, he's he's funny on there too. He's good. We should cover we should cover him in a future episode. I'm all in. Sure. I'm all in. I'm all. Uh, well, is it time for match two? It is. All right, and uh, what is that match? Well, it is Degeneration uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Chris Masters and Randy Orton. It took place. No, I'm kidding. Same raw, <laughs> same everything. But uh, this match length was 14 minutes and two seconds. But hey, Devin, how did we get there? Even though we kind of talked about it already. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we've pretty much talked about it all. Finish. DX is facing Randy Orton's partners, Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes, at the upcoming pay per view. So they kind of get to take care of their mentor or face their mentor here in a match. Um, yeah, it was all just randomized by the spinning wheel that DX did in the back. Each man spun, one landed on Chris Masters, Triple H landed on Randy Orton. So here we go. Great song, too. So right back at you, Devin. I'm going to combine this with the question you asked me, because we have the DX entrance. Now, this is 2009. Not exactly, um... The same time as obviously it's not 1998 right now, not 1997. This is a different DX. This is a different time. Did you like the DX entrance? And as a younger man on this show, which do you like better, this DX or 1997 DX? So I think every guy is going to say that they like the original DX better, the DX entrance better. It was just, it was cool. It had like women dancing. It had dogs barking, people getting chased by the cops, all this cool stuff. But this is still really cool. Like, this, it, it's bringing you the picture over top of the guys entering. It's flashing back and forth between the Titan Tron and between the guys. Uh, I always have loved DX's entrance in both decades that they were here. And I, yeah, I think this one is perfect for the PG era that they were in at this time. You know, it's, go ahead, James. Oh, well, number one, I was, it sounded like the guy, like, re recorded it or whatever. Like, it sounded like the, the, Oh, okay. The singer like was like a remake. Well, DMX. Like, the same, the same thing, but he just like redid it because it kind of sounded a little different. Number one, but uh, you guys were, I'm assuming, watching wrestling at this time and stuff. Did they always? Was this like they always came out with the glow sticks and stuff? The glow sticks they brought in like 2005 or in 2006 when they returned. It just was their new thing at the time. They threw green glow sticks yeah. out to everyone. I remember seeing, I remember seeing like montages and stuff of that. 
But I was wondering if around this era, like they always came out with the glow sticks. Because I, yeah. I, you, know. you could buy them back, like uh, at the concession stands and stuff yeah. too. So, Mike, I'm not sure why I have to ask you this, but I'm supposed to ask you who is Siegfried and Roy? Is awesome. he gone? He is <laughs> right, literally right when you started asking that question. So, I, I wrote down that question. Yeah, I know, and I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea who Siegfried and Roy is. What the uh, fuck? Oh, yeah, I guess uh, you are younger. Never mind. I don't know. Would you guys want to explain it? Yeah, why do you well, the, the reference? Yeah, explain. Go ahead, Brad. Why? Wait, well, first off, why was I asking Mike? Oh, <laughs> Mike has that the best answers been, for everything. Because Mike probably has no idea, too. too. Okay. They were magicians. Wait, I'm here. I'm here. And I heard that one. They are the Mike. people with the tigers. Yes, they were. But I don't know what the famous fuck that has to do with magicians. This they were Vegas. magicians in Vegas, okay? And they, they had the, the tigers. They were magicians, though. One, okay. one of them got eaten by one or something. All right, so Attack, actually, you want yeah. something ridiculous. I was actually not in attendance, but in Las Vegas when it happened. Uh, I was there. Uh, of course in, you were. Of course you were. Like, it, why wouldn't you be? Mike, it was the only thing on TV. I That's bet all they they they've been with that tiger for years and years and years, and it turned on him. Man. Oh, a tiger turned on them? Yes. Yeah, um, it was, it he was ate one of the guys. It was their pet and part of the act. Literally, they were just magicians, though. And they were actually a couple, too. Um, they were they were uh, partners in life. But they um he got bit up, he got bit by the tiger, attacked by the tiger. He died he died years later, but they did not perform again after that. And it was a really big deal in Vegas at the time because they were a big part of uh, Treasure Island, I believe, is where they um they did the performance. Yeah, they're like Wayne Newman or something like that out there, you know. Yeah, like, like they were they were huge. Yeah, they were, they were as big as all those Cirque Soleils, everything like that. I mean, they as were synonymous Vegas. with Vegas. Yes, sure. they are Vegas. So, um, if you watch Vegas Vacation, uh, the the movie with Chevy Chase, the the latest Vacation movie with Chevy Chase, they're actually at that show. So mm -hmm. there you go. You should watch that anyway, yeah, Devin. That was like two shows before he got We eaten. have discussed Vegas Vacation, I believe, also. I don't think we talked about that part, but he actually becomes yeah. part. So Chevy Chase actually becomes part of the show, and he's in the cage with the Tigers. So, the same tiger that ate him. A tiger ate him. A the tiger ate him. Why the fuck reference. would you do anything with a fucking tiger when a tiger Because they're eat. trained animals, just like Shamu. How many times it did Shamu? It go well, obviously. How many but times it was what? How many times has Shamu eaten a person? I think it has happened, actually, right? Yes, a couple times. So, I, like, it's just like anything. A dog can turn on you. Anything can turn on you. I yeah. mean, it happens. Uh, it was a shame, though. Yeah, even even a mini pig can turn on you. Yeah, well, in a mini yeah, By the pig, way, I got, I got, I, I have other questions off air about that pig. Anyway, back to the show here. <laughs> Moving Mike, along. <laughs> Mike, Mike, drink one every time Michael Cole says breaking point. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Mike. We got a show to do, right? right? <laughs> It'd be a power hour if we just started doing I can't that. believe I wrote I actually wrote it all like this. But seriously, Mike, <laughs> do Triple H and Michaels sort of remind you of MJF and Adam Cole in this kind of setting? Good God. Oh, kind of. Not even. I mean, they're they're having fun. That's what they're doing. They're having fun. Absolutely. So like when Michael and MJF were like doing that thing at Dave and Buster's or Chinese restaurant or wherever the fuck they were, Adam Cole. No matter. <laughs> they're related. They're related. They're doing that thing, you know. Yeah, that's that's what they get. That's all Tony Khan does is copy WWE. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. They're having fun for sure. Uh, Mike Kyoto in the ring, Adam. How does he keep a straight face through this whole ordeal with DX? 
he actually talked about that in one of the mailbags here lately. And uh, he said it's one of the hardest things he's ha- he's got to do. And when I referee at Spartan, there's one guy that cracks me up every time I got their match. Uh, Rolando, <laughs> when you see him. <laughs> I see him next Saturday. But uh, no, it's a guy, what he'll do is he'll stand on the apron and I'll say, hey, look, man, on one-on-one, you got to get down on the on, off the apron. I'm out of the ring. I said, yeah, I know you got to be out of the ring. You got to get off the apron. You're asking too much, man. I said, do you need me to come help you? So he'll make me get down on the ground and help him off the apron to touch the floor. And it cracks me up every time we do it. <laughs> so I can't imagine how hard it was for him not to crack up, especially with Shawn Michaels. Especially because they're trying to break you. Exactly. <laughs> they're trying to get everybody to break, especially Please. in this time. Funny thing is, I flipped the crowd on this guy, and I started holding my back like he hurt my back because he's so big, and I flip it on him, and he won't do it no more. Nice. So we have Masters entrance here, and uh, Devin, you added some stuff to here, but I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to ask James because James was not watching. Um, his entrance is pretty cool, and he's impressive for sure. Now, he was in a lot of main events at this time, and James, you probably don't knew, know that. So would you, as someone that was watching from the outside, seeing what these other performers think this is a big spot for him? Uh, I would, uh, yeah. One of, of these things are not like the other. <laughs> right. I was definitely going to mention that. It is a very big spot for him. And uh, even, you know, I, I I tried not to watch it with the knowledge that I have now for sure. Right. Because, you know, I know these guys. But you can definitely tell, like, Orton was a superstar. DX, obviously, are their superstars. And this guy, this is a very big spot for him. But it didn't it didn't hit as much as the uh, legitimacy of DX and Orton to me. Like, and I would try to keep it in vain with the uh, time period. You could definitely tell like he, he was being thrown up a level, you know, doing this. I agree. I agree. Cause I, if I can I, add on to that. I knew Brad. you wanted to. I knew you wanted to. Just cause I wrote it down. I, I know. <laughs> During this current time, when Chris Masters came back to the WWE, because he was here in like 2004 and five and six, and then came back to the WWE in 2000, early here in 2009, him and Triple H were working out all the time together. They were workout buddies. I listened to a couple of Chris Masters, like Instagram lives and stuff, where he's answered questions from the fans and talked about that era where they were really close, him and Triple H. So I feel like that was kind of their personal relationship kind of probably gave him the spotlight here. Look, he looks like a million bucks. Yeah. All right. But and I mean, the ma- even, even though you just kind of like, you can look at it and be like, it's just not, it doesn't hit as, I don't know how to describe it. The, he doesn't the, have, he doesn't have the same the charisma. The they box. talk about or whatever. Like when I you wanna, look at it, you're like, he's not a superstar like the other ones. Okay. I want to steal a, a quote from Bruce Pritchard. He looks great and wonderful until the bell rings. I don't think he's that bad. I think that's, I think that's a cop out. He's not that guys, bad, but look who he's in the ring with. No, I don't. I don't think he he had that one move, the master lock. That was it. Oh, we'll get to that. No talking oh, about yeah. that too early, Mike. I got. I got something. Saying, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he was great in the ring. He was never really great in the ring. But even watching his entrance, you could tell that it was like. By the way, he's still doing these it. These three are up here, and he's below here. Like he's in the NWA, right, Devin? Yes, yes, he is. That's Chris Adonis. Chris Adonis. Name. He's still around. He's still doing it today. Yeah. Um. So, uh, all right. So Randy Orton entering still the pretty close to about the same as today. Probably the top heel at that time, right, Devin? Absolutely. He was leading the heel faction, the legacy, like I touched on earlier, and he was the WWE champion. He was definitely top heel. 
How do you like this belt, Mike? The spinner belt? I hate it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay when it's not spinning, but I hated the spinner belt. I want to ask any of you guys this, and any of you can answer this. Commercial break comes. Do you guys know when you're watching a Raw or SmackDown or an AEW, do you know when this, you know when they're about to go to commercial break? I do. I do. A lot of times you can you can, you can look at the clock yeah, like and be like, okay, yeah, because you know they're gonna push one more in or maybe even two more commercial breaks in, depending on what time it is. So you kind of know they're either. I'm at the exact you, time in the match that uh, you feel it's gonna happen. right at the beginning. I just know. When as they, soon as when, the heel takes over, Mark Henry, when Mark Henry came out, bam, commercial break, and it comes back, and they're still doing his music. Or they do like a flashback or something, I think. I just always know when it's coming. I know when to hit fast forward. I know when it's coming. The biggest thing that bothers me is today when they'll send someone out to the ring, and you see their entrance, and then they go to commercial, and then they come to like a promo in the back or something. Like, and they're still, and they're still dancing the around ring? the ring like this. Yeah. yeah. For five minutes? That's what they're doing? Like, what is there? All right, so let's get this match started, guys. Sorry about that. I just find that interesting. Michael's off the um, Michael's off the top to Orton. Foot to the face of Orton. Swinging neckbreaker from Michaels to Orton. Adam, was Michaels better here or in 1997? Oh, 97, 100%. But really? he wasn't bad here, though. He wasn't bad here. He was still well, good. It's funny you say that because in 2011, he faces The Undertaker and what maybe is considered one of the greatest matches of all time. But you're saying he's not better now. Because he was on his own then right here. When you're in a tag team, you can hold it in. Okay. Back body drop to Triple H from Orton. Triple H counters the RKO. Suplex by Triple H. Knee to Orton. Mike, there's a lot of Triple H criticism out there. Shout out James Elkerai. Yeah. But bell to bell. Oh, I mean, I got, I got something coming for you in a little bit. Bell to bell, he's one of the best. Yes or no? Yes. Excellent answer, Mike. That's what I was looking yes. for, pal. I mean... James, I got something for you later. You look at all the shit that from the shit that he's been through, the shit that he's done. Yeah, he's one of the great. He's one of the greatest in ring performers there is. He's one of the mind, body, and soul. I, I'll put it that way. Like it's not just all his in ring work, but the things. Look what he's doing now. WWE is hotter now than it's been in a long, long time. Yep, because of Triple H. You're right. Ah, that's a loaded statement. Don't worry. It's coming, I, James. It's coming soon. I'm saying I'm. he might not be the last one to say yes or no, but he has a big say-so in how things are going. Orton, foot to Michaels. Devin, I, we asked everybody but you. Masters is back in the ring now. Were you a fan? A Chris Masters? Yeah. 100%. I, I, knew, uh, I knew it. I love Chris Masters. He's a... Uh, Back in the day, he used to be in a tag team with Carlito, and I remember being a huge fan of those two growing up. And then I, I followed his entire career since he left. Then uh, since he left WWE, he was in Impact Why Wrestling, which was TNA for a while, and now he's in N in the NWA. He was supposed to come up here like two years ago and have a show, but the promoter canceled. Why does that not surprise me? I'm 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 all Carlito on this. and Chris Masters is. Devin's biggest, like, top high wrestler. We're never going to get anybody on this show, Mike, because you hate them all. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Chris Masters, Carlito, Rob Van Dam, Goldberg. Oh, wait, we're talking about something. Really? You're going to bring him up? 
chops to we talked we brought him up a lot last week. I'll tell you that when I listened back today. Chops to Masters from Michaels. Woo! Needed a spine of Michaels. Vintage Michaels were doing all this great selling. It was really good stuff. James, here we go. Now, is this your dream match? Triple H versus Kevin Owens with Sami Zayn as the special guest referee. Yeah, it'd be a good piss break match uh, for sure. <laughs> if I was there in attendance, I would definitely uh, I'd watch the entrances just to hear the crowds pop because no matter if I like or hate, uh, you know, whoever, I'm a crowd person. Like nothing's nothing's better than watching live wrestling, in my opinion. So I would definitely be there for the crowd pop. And then when they actually started wrestling, I would uh, get up and uh, excuse myself and uh, go piss, maybe walk around the merch, get some nachos. like, uh, And then when I hear uh, one, two, three, and then like the crowd cheer, I would come back again. My goodness. There, I'll tell there you is one thing better than watching live wrestling is being in it. I, could, I wouldn't As know. As a ring performer, you would know. <laughs> Body now, what, if, what if we swapped it out? What if KO was the referee and it was Sami Zayn? Same for thing. Sam, <laughs> for Sami Zayn, ref KO in the match. Here's the thing, Adam. Here's the thing I want you to know. Whether it's dog <laughs> shit, cow shit, or horse shit, it's still shit. <laughs> you can't put lipstick on a pig, right? Heard that. Y'all do every fucking week when we talk about Triple H, KO, and Sami. Well, we got to put on a pig because I'll put it on a pig. <laughs> don't name it, Mike. Just don't name it. Body slam to Michaels. Michaels in the ring a while. Is this because of his selling, Adam, that they keep Michaels in the ring so much? Oh, God, yes. He's the best seller in the damn company. Is he? Is yeah. he hey, watch him and Hogan at that SummerSlam. He's a damn <laughs> good seller. <laughs> Masters back in the ring. Michaels hard into the corner. Michaels on the outside. Mm. Kyoto is very distracted. Orton gets to Michaels. Double team again on Michaels with Kyoto's distraction. Mike, is this good interference, or should Kyoto could have should have caught it? Uh, and yes, I'm asking Mike and not Adam. <laughs> I am so fucking lost and confused right now. All right, so Kyoto's distracted a lot, and they're doing a lot of double teams. Do you think the distractions were forced, or do you think that he did a good job of really not or really being distracted? You talking about Mike Kyoto, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike Kyoto did a good job with it. I mean, I there, so. there's a lot going on, so he's trying to get the match in order. That, that's his job. Get the match in order, get it set in place, and everything else. And these four people just beating the shit out of each other. So, Is he right, Adam? <laughs> I think he knew the audience. He knew who was in the ring, so he just went with it. Gotcha. What's wrong with that, James? He could have tightened it up a little bit. I got a little something I want to add about this. and uh, You know, so... I don't have a problem with a, like a referee being distracted about like shit like that. You know, like if a referee's looking away and shit's going on behind them and obviously you hear like punches and kicks and shit, I get it. Like that's cool and everything. But if a referee turns around and you see a broken fucking guitar in the ring and you just <laughs> no sell it to me that like Adam, you're a ref obviously. And uh, so if something's happening behind you while you're like, you know, leaning over the rope, yelling at somebody, you know, we all get it, obviously, you know, what it is what it is. But if you turn back around and Dennis Rodman's there with half a guitar and there's guitar shit all over the ring and you just like don't even acknowledge it. So like the the referee distraction thing is pretty much what I'm getting at. If if you turn around and it looks like nothing, you know, quote quote didn't happen, 
that's cool. But if you turn around, there's broken shit everywhere, and you just like don't even acknowledge it. I have a problem with that. Like, well, why would you be like, oh, there's just random broken guitar piece in the ring? Ah, match continue. Nothing ever happened. Like to me, that's stupid. That does bury the referee. Yeah. You know, to your point, if the referee's distracted and the guy on the floor or whatever throws the belt in, the referee's distracted. He hits the guy and throws the belt out completely. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but if you like see, if they would have brushed you see a guitar, guitar handle sitting out there. Of the ring, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. a gun and blood being at a at a crime scene, and the cops are like, "Well, we we were turned the other way." Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was that loud banging noise? Yeah. Oh yeah. well. Like if you leave the brass knuckles on your fists instead of slipping them back in the the trunks. Exactly. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Drop... I just wanted to point that out. No, it's good. Standing drop kick from Orton to Michaels. Extremely athletic move. The standing drop kick. I can't put it over enough. Um, it is so athletic. Orton's one of the best at that. Back and forth, Orton to Michaels, and Michaels flying clothesline to Orton, but goes down in typical Michaels fashion. I wrote it just like that. Uh, both men get a tag. Michaels popped up, leaps up, got the tag. James, the crowd here with that that tag and him leaping up. What did you think? Uh, I'm glad you asked me this because number one, Jerry Lawler goes uh, after that hot tag, pumped up like a pimple on prom night. And I it. thought that was a hilarious line. But hey, the crowd is alive and in color for that hot tag, man. And uh, I I dig it. I really do. Yeah. I I kind of think the hot tag is one of the like most amazing things in wrestling. I really do. It's never going to go away. So if, you're good. If it's done right, and once you make that hot tag, that crowd erupts. Well, I dig it. I dig it. It cheesy as it is, I fucking dig it. By the way, I'm here to remind Bryant that HBK is better than Bret Hart. Moving oh. on. Hi, Bret. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any tangents. Moving on. I'm just just kidding, Brian. You can thank Devin for that one. Um, Hi, Brad. That's right. He's way better than Stone Cold, too. What is it? Is this your favorite uh, Orton right here? Your favorite version of Randy Orton? Uh, no. What? No. I like the way he's doing the, the snaky shit because they call him the Viper. And he's like, you know, whipping his uh, body around. Like, I, I yeah, did a couple years after this, and that's the best version. My favorite Randy. version of uh, Orton, and I hate who he did it to, was when he cashed in the money in the bank on Daniel Bryan. I because love the they were killer. they were they were a team before that, and I like that Orton. But this, this cerebral kind of slow moving. Uh, I want to I want to take your head off with with another chair. I feel but like he, he's always been that way though. But he's just like into it right here. It just seems like he's just. I mean, he even RKO'd his tag team partner's dad the week before. I know. I love it. We talked about that a little bit. Um, he took out Batista with his arm. I mean, this is just a, a nastier RKO. Oh, you're right. No, he's good. Right what what did they call him? The the Python? The Viper. The, the, the Viper. Viper. Thank you. It's, still, it's still called the that. Python? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we're not talking about what's underneath your pants. They huh? called him the hey, water uh, moccasin. They called him the water moccasin. The, garden snake. the python's a machine I work on every single day at work. The the, <laughs> that's why I got mixed up. Cotton mouth. They called him the cotton minnow. mouth. Triple H with the old momentum now. Knee breaker to Masters. Knee to the face of Masters. Spine buster Triple H. Michaels with the elbow off the top. Hey, hola. sweet ass spine buster number one. Sweet spine. I'll give Triple H that. He does a great spine buster. And I like uh, Michaels jumps up, does a suck it, and then the elbow. Michaels yep. does a great elbow off the top, too. He does. And then he's tuning and up the one, This one wasn't even his best. It was kind of shitty compared to the ones he does, but it was still good. 
And now he's the tuning up the band. second greatest elbow of all time behind the Macho Man. Yep. And we have an Orton. Oh, how about how about uh? I'm not even gonna bring up. Uh, never mind. What? I won't even bring him up because we'll talk about him for 45 minutes. Eddie. <laughs> Orton distraction. Triple H on the outside. Master lock on Michaels. Devin, tell me about this submission move. Oh, the master lock for Chris Masters' first three years in the WWE. No one ever broke it. It was up until Bobby Lashley's world title run in ECW that he finally, someone finally broke the master lock. This submission move was over. Speaking of that, until this is what pissed me off right here. All right. Well, speaking of the master lock, who did does Bobby Lashley do it better, Mike? Uh, I think he kind of does because he, I don't know if he does it better, but he looks better doing it. Yeah. Cause he does. He's it's aggressive. Built he, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, Chris, Chris Masters was built, but Bobby Lassie looks more built. So it kind of, it's dif- a different look. All right, Adam. All right. I, I, your anticipation, pal, let's just do this. I went I, back and I timed this. He was in the master lock for 34 seconds. Sounds like my Saturday night. Hey, yeah, if you do it twice, <laughs> 34, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> 34 seconds. This is supposed to be his finisher, putting everybody over. You know, he's supposed to be knocking everybody out with it. He was in this move for 34 seconds. Triple H comes behind him, hits him. As soon as Triple H hits him, bam, sweet chin music. He recovered so fast from that master lock, he made it look like total shit. I mean, the split second he let go, bam, sweet chin music. I mean, he just, he buried Chris Masters. He he buried the the submission hold. He just made it look like it wasn't shit. All right, so speaking of that, broken up by Triple H, uh, like uh, Adam just said, sweet chin music to Masters, all four men in the ring. Figure four to Masters from Michaels, sharpshooter to Orton from Triple H. Master submits, DX wins. Question. Yeah. So, did Shawn Michaels do a sharpshooter figure four? Because if you notice, the leg didn't go over the knee. He started to do a sharpshooter and then just fell down. He did like an inverted figure four. Yeah. I I wrote that in my notes. Sharpshooter figure four. Because he... I don't know if they were both going to do a figure four or if it was uh, Shawn Michaels started to do a figure four. It was like, oh, fuck, I was supposed to. Or uh, he started to do a sharpshooter. It was like, oh, fuck, I was doing a figure four. And then just- I'm going to tell you, after this, guys, this gets to be a lot of overload for me. And yeah. I can't really keep up. But there's so much going on. You got Cody, DiBiase. Um, like I said, a lot going on. Too much. Um, I Gaga. thought it was a lot at once. A lot of Gaga. Yeah, Orton by himself now in the ring. And there's fighting in the back. Plastic garbage cans. And we had the, they're talking about legacy versus DX. DX has the upper hand. Are these real cops? Are these wrestlers? Who knows? Cody misses with a chair, takes off. Cody and DiBiase steal a car. <laughs> I don't know. And why. then the guy is like, what? Like hands on his knees. Literally stole the car. Hey, Love that's it. my car. Dude, Orton where's is- your car? Now Orton cuts a promo. Still talks the same way he does now, as far as I'm concerned. Cena's music hits. He looks ready to kill someone. There's brawling in the ring. Kyoto is still there for some reason, Adam. Is that a great referee or what? Hanging around for after the match for something that's not supposed to happen. 
I mean, he was on the floor, like, right there. <laughs> it was just weird how he just knew something might happen. That's it's almost hilarious. like somebody told him. There is literally, that that show should never go off the air. Mike Yoda is in so many matches. There were such big time matches. Just some Raws, pay-per-views, everything. He is there for so much. He, he could really talk is. forever. Um, that dude he, got done, he, he got done dirty, man. He really did. He did. But you know what? He did it for 30 years. Let's not forget that. Yeah. He got to do what he loved to do for 30 years. Well, there's a story I, I he just talked everything about. Everything I do for 22. You know? <laughs> there's a story he just talked about how one of the other referees refused to do a spot and didn't lose his job, didn't get repercussion or nothing. But Mike Hilda did everything that was ever asked of him. He's the one that lost his job. I know. I know. I, I, he's, but he doesn't say a bad word about him. So good for him for that. Uh, DDT to Cena, vintage Orton. Huh? Orton with a chair in the <laughs> ring. Passed out Cena. RKO in the chair. Not the best, but still okay. And that is the match, guys. Well, I, hey, I just but, now I just thought of something. Okay. Do you think uh, the fact that they throw around vintage when it's so young in their careers, could be the fact that we see them 52 times a year. Yes. So yes, it's just so much repetition of what the of their yeah yeah. So, they so by yeah. the time because you've seen it 200 times, so it could be like oh that's vintage. When in reality, it's kind of not. Orton was on every week here. Cena yeah. was on every week here. Yeah. So yes, um, I do have some questions, guys. If you're ready. Please do. So we have Allison Fay, friend of the show, Allison Fay. Yeah. Um, Wants to know what was better, Bob Barker on Happy Gilmore or How I Met Your Mother? Happy Gilmore, Happy no Gilmore. contest. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No, now you've had enough. Devin, <laughs> right? I uh, I agree. Happy Gilmore. I do love his spot on How I Met Your Mother, though, with Barney thinking that he's his dad. Yeah. So Mike, I, I I love both, but I'm gonna go with Happy Gilmore too. Michael. Okay. So I, I just want to let you guys know I I was a pretty um I, I watched How I Met Your Mother. I love I love that. It's a really good show. If there's ever a show you're gonna rewatch, they they're very original with everything they do. And I re I actually had Deb Deb and I rewatched it because of this question, believe it or not. It's 20 minutes, right? You and Devin watched rewatched this episode. Did you watch it together? I watched it two nights ago. It's 20 minutes. What what it's on Hulu? No, yeah, I mean, were you guys like on Zoom watching it or something? I mean me and Deb. Him and his wife. I just said you and Dev. I don't call him Dev. We don't have that kind of relationship. You and Devin watched it. Oh, Mike. Here he is. So you have Barney on the show. For you guys that didn't see it, you have Barney on the show. It goes on The Price is Right to meet his dad because his mother told him that is his dad when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Like showing a TV. That was it. And he, you know, so he goes on to show he everything perfectly. He gets the exact num- price on the double sh- on the showcase. Everything it was great. At the end, he didn't tell him. Um, I still congratulations gonna- on thirty five years of television. Yes. I'm still going to go with Happy Gilmore. I'm going to tell you why. He was Bob Barker on um, How I Met Your Mother. He was completely Bob Barker, the guy you see in the WWE show, uh, like the way he acted. He was he was himself on Happy Gilmore. He's not Bob Barker. He's guy punching the guy out. So I got to go with that, but I do I love. Know, him. He looks oh, like he, wait a minute! He, he, wait. he karate he, chopped Chavo Guerrero. Okay. He punched and karate chopped Chavo Guerrero during that episode. You know, I missed that for some reason. I missed that part. Um, and Chavo was out for like a month. I put him in the grocery store and see if this motherfucker don't beat your ass. 
You know Chuck Norris learned karate, or Chuck Norris taught Bob Barker karate, right? I don't know. Okay, that I don't... was a segment, Brad. You missed. I that missed part? it. I missed it. I missed that part. I oh. must have missed that part, or I would have talked about it. Chavo was bitching about uh, missing out on the car. I think. I think David what, said what something about it in the group chat. He was bitching about yeah, it the Corvette. Oh, oh! And then Bob Barker punches him, and then a uh, karate chop. Fuck you, Adam. You don't freaking read half the group chat. <laughs> what? what I missed something. What? I'll tell you what. Thing. What are we? What are we doing? I woke up the other day uh, after a nap. I think it was yeah. Well. Whenever, you know, yesterday I woke up from a nap and I saw 39 messages on our group chat again. I was like, oh, no, these motherfuckers did it again. They did it again. <laughs> what what am I doing now? So, uh, but I do have a, I have a question for uh, Allison Faye and Brad Stanton, uh, James from Melbourne, Florida. Bonus episode, short circuit. What's up on that? Johnny Five Alive. Uh, we're going to do something. Input, this input, month. input. We talked about doing something this month. Yep. So it's coming. Nova. Those fuckers beat your ass. Those fuckers beat your face. <laughs> Get your so, balls into outer space. Yeah. So, Michael McClanahan, welcome back, Michael. Wants oh, to know Money what? Mike, shout out. Uh, our Listen with your the... headphones. Listen with your headphones on, Money Mike. <laughs> Wants to know our thoughts on the guest host concept. I love it. Worked it. here. Worked it here. <laughs> if you have someone different. in the know and that respects it, I think it's a good idea. If you just do it just to like get the Hollywood, you know, thing like a. Uh, that dude from Entourage that fucked up like everything he was on. Yeah. And it's a little much. But if you have someone that like gets it or respects it, I think it's a good idea. I guess it's hit or but, miss depending on the guest host, right? Randomly. Just guest host. Like this was so well done to me. Oh, yeah. This was a very good episode of Raw. Like, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And after you said to go back and watch the segments, I did. And it, it was a really good episode. And a PG era. You know, I mean, it was enjoyable. It was just fun. And it was only it was a two hour Raw. When did they go back to three hours? Right? I thought it was three hours now. Me too, because I was like, fuck me, Brad's going to make us watch a three-hour Raw. But Adam, what like, are you going to do with that finger if I don't call on you? All right, so I went back to watch the submission move from Shawn Michaels, and he put the foot on the wrong side. He started like a... That's what I'm saying. He started, he started like a sharpshooter, and then he put his foot on the wrong side. He put his foot underneath the leg instead of over the leg, and did like some kind of backwards figure four that That's shouldn't what hurt I whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Michael, uh, Devin, that, you guys both agree. Hurt. you agree with the uh, you like the guest host? No, yes. I yeah, love it personally. I thought he was. I, I thought he did great on it. Devin, I love not just Bob Barton. There were so many great guest hosts between Ozzy Osbourne and Freddie Prince Jr. The we next saw, week like, was nice too. Who is the who next, next week? Trish Stratus. Oh, oh, I, I did. I did like this guest with, host with brunette hair, not blonde. She's a brunette. Yeah, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. I'm only talk? saying that because we respect her wrestling ability. Oh fuck off! Yeah, we're not talking about your hips. <laughs> we're talking about your hair, not your hips. All right. So, this is the best city for chicken. Wants to know. <laughs> what? <laughs> What the fuck? Shout out Efren. <laughs> How do you think you get into the game show business? That's a very good question. Not too many jobs out there. I'm going to tell you that. Well, so I mean, he did a game show before then. But, but how I do you get into it to start? Just rehearse for it, I guess. Well, I here's, mean... what, here's the answer, honestly. And it's just luck because you're um, a DJ or something yeah. like that in the broadcasting world. And yeah. then... 
it just kind of happens one way or another. Like, like who's the guy now that's on? Um, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the rocking uh, Dick Clark's rocking. What's his C-Crist? name? Seacrest. Oh, yeah, Ryan Seacrest. He's yeah. he's the new host of the Wheel of Fortune. Well, he started I guess hosting. Team. So you host something. Yeah. I guess DJ or whatever. Like you host something, and then they just kind of shove you. I mean, I think it was different in the seventies and forties and fifties. Yeah, yeah. But it's now, connect- or connections. Honestly, let's be real. Connections. Hollywood's yeah. a lot of nepotism and who you know type shit. So probably connections. Yeah. I don't think Gene Rayburn was a uh, radio DJ. Well, Chuck Woolery. I mean, all these guys. Bob Eubanks. So we got great names here. Richard Dawson. What the fuck I'm talking about? Well, hell, Ken Jennings Ken was Jennings. a contestant, and now he's kind of like hosting Jeopardy. So Jeff hey. Jennings. Yeah, he won. Another fun fact. Drew Carey put up some of his own money for the winning contest so they can get more people winning when he first became host. How crazy is it they've been on the air for 50 years? You should watch that Perfect Bid documentary on Netflix because when that dude made him a perfect bid, he was fucking pissed. (laughs) You know that game show, No Whammies, No Whammies, No Whammies? Stop on a whammy. There was a guy that broke the system and he ran his prizes up. Because he yeah. actually figured out, you know, which way they go. Well, back in the 50s, there was a big, like, collusion uh, Quiz show. Thing. Yeah. Quiz show. They, they knew the answers. It was all set were, up. Yeah, they were feeding them the answers or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a movie. It's excellent. It was, it was an Academy Award uh, nominee. It's good. Nice. Huh. I I like that movie. Uh, I couldn't believe it either. Just fake. It's all fake. Just <laughs> like anything else, right? Scripted. Predetermined. All right, that's it for the questions. Back to you, James. Well, uh, hey, uh, shout out to the fans. Appreciate the questions. Uh, we always do. Uh, you can send your questions to at Kickout Crew on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We usually post, uh, uh, you know, we is a friendly term, but uh, we usually post what we're covering. Uh, you know, one person specifically <laughs> posts that. And we uh, take feedback from our fans. And uh, hey, you'll get your question on your show so uh shout out and no yeah so pretty much brad uh post those statuses and you'll, uh, <laughs> that's what i was kind of getting at but yeah we'll uh take your feedback and uh, everything and hey get your question on the show and uh thank you for all of the uh listener support and we really appreciate it and uh now what better thing to do than to laugh because lord knows what we need in this world is jokes and, uh, you know, to have a lot of fun. And I guess it's uh, Adam's turn for the hottest rising segment in podcast today. You know it. I know it. So, Adam, come on down. And uh, it's time for Waka 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 with your man, Adam, from Bama. So, Adam, take it away. First off, I'd like to recognize my eighth anniversary New South t-shirt. Yeah, looks good. That you can watch the actual show on IWTV. There it is. But, um, right. Yeah, they're, they're making the presence known on IWTV. And last Saturday, we were trending on Twitter. Best in the South. Really? Hell yep. yeah. I got a screenshot of that. But um, why do they call... Or why do they say amen instead of saying a woman at the end of each song at church? Uh, Why? Because they're called hymns. 
Not hers. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> yeah, that's just breaking the ass. Ugh. I didn't put a lot of thought into these. I ain't gonna lie. I was lazy with these this week. All right, so there are three rings in marriage. The engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the suffering. <laughs> the ring of fire. That's the fourth yeah. ring. <laughs> we usually go to a doctor for something like that. Hey oh. Alright, so I just applied for a job, you know, during a dinner the other day. I told them all about the things I could bring to the table. <laughs> and my last one, you know, I can't bring my dog to the pond anymore. The ducks always attack him. I guess that's what I get for getting a purebred dog. <laughs> nice. Purebred. Purebred. <laughs> You get it? <laughs> Them damn ducks. Funny. Waka, waka, waka. That was a thinker. Right. And the other three were stinkers. That didn't sound good. I guess that's all. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> all right. Well, Thought uh, I broke something. Hey, you know, uh, it's time for uh, we're moving along. I was gonna make a Price is Right pun, but we're nearing our showcase showdown and spinning the wheel. So, Brad, are we gonna hit a dollar? I don't know, but come on down again. Would you rather? Would you rather have a ten day win a ten day European vacation or a dune buggy? <laughs> pass, pass. I'm gonna Let's do assume they're worth the same money. I'm gonna do it a doom buggy. Why? What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> I live in the woods. Where, where he lives, probably would choose a doom buggy. <laughs> yeah, I live in the woods. I have a lot of fun with that. And plus, like a lot of those things, as long as they have headlights and brake lights and turn signals, they're street legal. And seat belts. I'm taking the European vacation. Is that going to be the new honeymoon? Uh, I'm going to do it in 2024, so I have vacation time. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but... yeah, yeah, that's what I would choose. Uh, Adam? So what part of Europe are we talking about? European vacation, like as in the movie Euro Trip. You're going to go all those places. Oh, that's okay. That changes things. You, and right. you actually get to hang out with the soccer team and sing, uh, my baby. The now, can I, can I swap the soccer team for a volleyball team? Yeah. The beach. All right. 10 day cruise. <laughs> Big fan of volleyball. <laughs> so you're taking the European vacation? Oh, yeah. There's volleyball involved. <laughs> you're such an asshole. All right, uh, James. So you're saying these are equal in money value? I don't know. What's a dune buggy? I was about to say, what type of fucking Cadillac dune buggy are we talking about here? You know? <laughs> I don't know what the same it price is. as a I'm European a vacation? Was it a $40,000 dune buggy? Maybe you're staying at the Red Roof Inn. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm Shout out Red Roof Inn. Okay, so so we're staying in hostels, I guess, in this European vacation, like $50 a night. So you think that the European vacation is worth more than the dune buggy? Yeah. I don't know what a dune buggy's worth. I just saw them giving away one once. And I'm like, what is this? vacation's like buying a car, Mr. Salesman. <laughs> it's an, it's an oversized mean, you know, it's go, a... go, go, go-kart. 
Yeah. An international you drive around the street. Trip, a round trip plane ticket is probably five thousand dollars on its own. Yeah. Man, I didn't research this enough. Let me tell you, I'm gonna look up Doom Buggy, but you go ahead. <laughs> this is the Cadillac of fucking Doom Buggy. You can get for this. a couple thousand, three, four, or five thousand dollars for a Doom Buggy. Yeah, and three thousand probably for a round trip ticket. <laughs> you know, to well, you can get hurt on that. You can't get hurt on a ten day cruise in Europe. Do oh, you can get a car? Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars. Twenty twenty three BMS Sniper T fifteen four S Doom Buggy. Fifteen thousand three ninety five. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, there's other ones though. Who <laughs> <laughs> used cars for that? He found a Mercedes Doom right. buggy. For the, uh, for the experience, like I'm taking three grand right now. Uh, Europe. Yeah, I'm going to Europe too. Okay. Would you rather be on the prices right in the 70s or today? Ooh. 70s. Because that's when Bob Barker's there. Today. I have no I idea it. what stuff costs in the 70s. I freaking knew it. I freaking knew Dev would be today. Mike? Um, that's a hard one. Pass. What the fuck, Skip. Amy? Pass. Just answer the question. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking. That's why it's Skip. called Would You Not Rather. Pass. Not pass. Skip. Let me think right. about it. I got James, one for you, Brad. Go to James and then come back to me. James? Check this out. I got a good one. So, when you, uh, when you win stuff, it's all fun and games, but you have to pay taxes on your uh, prices. Correct, correct. So mm-hmm. I would rather pay the 70s prices, taxes on those. You know, like you get a car for fucking like $2,000 in the 70s. I'd rather pay taxes on that than $40,000 and pay taxes on that. You're right. I you know, agree. I, I, remember the woman, I remember the woman spun the wheel and, and hit the 1000 and the 10 or hit the money on the wheel. And she, they said, what are you going to do with that money? She said, I'm going to pay the taxes on this other stuff. He's like, look at this smart, this smart lady. Exactly. It's all fun and games. Like, oh, I won this. I won. I won this trip. I won this. I won this. I won this. And then the IRS hits you for like an eight thousand dollar tax bill. Yeah, and they freaking put a lien on your house. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Adam? Uh, so, Brad, would you rather? No, we're not really done with this round yet. Hold well, on. Just a, just a quick one, just for the you. The seventies. Just you. Um, prices right or supermarket sweet. Price is right. I'm going with Bob Barker. I'm hanging out. You don't like supermarket sweep? It's all right. It's yeah, fun. I, I do. I do like. I do like a good supermarket sweep. If you have <laughs> all your kids in your house still, Price is Right or supermarket sweep? <laughs> still price grocery right. bills, man. <laughs> you know? I know. Half of them aren't around half the time. Going with the Price is Right, and in the '70s with the ladies. <laughs> Parker, Sorry, beauties. I am what I am, buddy. I am what I am. Well, hey, me too. But I mean, you know. I know, I hear you. I'm such a bad guy. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to go with the 70s. Yeah. I'm going to agree, James, about the taxes thing. And, but, I mean, and plus, damn, get a damn 70s like car. Hell, yeah. That's true, man. Right they give you like a Chevelle or something? That'd be mm-hmm. $6,000 brand new. All right, one more. One more. Would you rather so play- how, how come Mike took all that time and we thought it was going to be a big elaborate answer and all he says is 70s? Because it's Mike. The up was hey, shit, listen, Mike. Listen to our archives, fans, because that's Mike. <laughs> Would you rather play Plinko or Cliffhanger? Plinko, 100%. I'm going Plinko. Plinko. Hey, did you know that there's also a guy that won over $50,000 on Plinko because they used it for an ad and had a fish string on there 
and they forgot to take the free string You off. know way too much about what's going on at this. You can't pick which game, so you like, but you can this tell us that. This is the most shit. research Mike has ever done for a show. <laughs> was on this one fucking deal about prices. Devin, what are you doing? Well, they, they stopped it at $30,000, and when it go, went down again, the guy stopped it and said, hey, we can't do this, and I had to redo the whole suit. Still gave him $30,000, but. I'm, yeah, I'm going Plinko. That's a classic. I think Cliffhanger's a classic, though, too. I like the song. Did you know all of the games are still hand crunk? What the fuck, Mike? That's <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know. <laughs> all right, next week's Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Mike, so research. Yo, what's that briefcase? James, who did you, what did you pick? Plinko or uh, 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 Plinko all day. All right. All right, that's it, guys. I prefer Lucky Seven, where you got to have a dollar left at the end of it to win the car. I did my research this week. Hole in one or two. Or they didn't do punch. that back then. I love when they put out the two, and everybody cheered like they didn't know it was coming. Yeah, for real. They didn't, they didn't start <laughs> that until in the later 80s the, or something. the paper things, or when you have to guess higher punch out, yeah. Or the where it's like they give you the first number and then you guess higher, low, higher, low. Oh, they're dice. That's what you roll the dice. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the dice. Those the, punch, the punch out is where you got to look at it and be like, well, even though this away and go to the next one you punched. Yeah. And you have to keep it or get rid of it and go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't but, easy. But they didn't always have the hole in one or two back then. That was something yeah. they started later on. Oh, what I a remember. fucking game show, huh? What a great game show. It has this whole channel know. on Zuma. I don't know if any of you guys watched it, but last week on CBS, at, uh, like is like eight or nine o'clock at night. Two nights that week, they showed a Bob Barker tribute show. It was like a tribute of a like an hour and a half long of a bunch of classic moments from Price is Right. You can now watch that on Hulu. If any of you guys want to go back and watch uh, the Price is Right tribute to Bob, you Barker's know what we should life. do? That'd we should be great. Wait. Devin's demographic. I think it'd be great for uh, like an ad-free shows or maybe a Kickout Crew uh, watch along. They have a 24-hour-a-day channel. Yes, we all got it. You go to any kind of free network TV, and it's on there. I don't want to see the greatest hits. I want to see all of it. It's on Roku. It's on Firestick. It's on fucking Zumo. Back to you, James. Please. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, keep this. You you know, they also got a 24-hour Walking Dead episode, too. That's a waste of channels. They also have a 24-hour streaming of the Big Brother house. Where you can just watch whatever's going on with the house guests at the time. Yay! About to have a, you know, Is this a 24-hour uh, kick-out crew episode? About to get backstage <laughs> confrontational <laughs> with y'all. 23, maybe, not 24. <laughs> it's pushing 23, though. Uh well, uh, I'm glad that we definitely uh, threw all that shit in there, uh, but, you know, <laughs> that is in the past because uh, moving forward, I think it's time for our showcase showdown of what next week is. So, Adam, what is next week? Apparently, it's me because this is next week, Adam. Jesus so, I guess I'm fuck. next week. We're going to do two... Matches oh, I gotta, Adam. I gotta announce who's next week. I'm sorry. Please yeah. God. Uh, it just says next week, Adams. I thought you were talking about me next week. You'll Not be, bad. Be Can you be on time? Uh, no Can guarantees. We... Can we continue on? Since it's next week, I'm, I'll probably be a couple minutes early. Hell yeah! Because we're having friend of the show, Braden Tune, on next week. 
Braden has been showing out for New South and a bunch of guys all over the country, and he was recently in Mexico for GCW. So this dude's showing out, man. It's not going to be too much longer till he's on on TV somewhere weekly. So uh, that's unbreakable. It's Until, unkillable. Killable. Jeez, fuck. Sorry, Braden. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> oh, you wait till I see him next week. I'm telling him. Oh, I'm telling him. Yeah, just don't tell Rolando. I'll see him next week. Though. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm a. I think I'm in too deep on this Rolando stuff, but I have a feeling <laughs> this is not gonna be in my favor. Oh, at he's all. going. He's coming on the show here soon. Yeah. He not is. Future guest. I, yeah, I, uh, I just have to tie down a uh, confirmation date. I hope he knows. I don't know because I'm kind of a. Uh, the closer it gets, hey, the more and hey, more hey. nervous I'm getting about. Like, <laughs> I may have a. You're, what's that saying? Uh, your uh, bulldog mouth is overloading, overloading your hummingbird ass. I think it's something like don't let your don't let your mouth write a check. Your ass can't cash. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and when, whenever he confirms a date, hummingbird ass on this one because I have a when he conf- not, when he confirms a date, I'm not telling you what date it is. I'm gonna let it be surprised. Not, I have a feeling this is not gonna be in my favor and. But here's here's another thing though. If he comes on here and just makes fat jokes, I'm roasting, roasting. Doesn't sound like yeah. his style, man. Behind the scenes, Rolando's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Honestly, yeah. Well, he has to be, or else he get beat up. He oh. comes in. Rolando recently. He recently had his entire Freeman family turn on him. At NWA seventy five. Yeah, what a nice. Well, guy. We still got one of his brothers with him. But like, no, no kidding, legit. As soon as he walks into the locker room. Before he even puts his merch down, he shakes everybody's hand. Nice to see you. I mean, just no, it can't be nothing. But Adam, nice. I wanted to shake his hand too, but I had James with me, so I had a no sell that I even saw him there. You scared of James or something? James was with me. We were seeing Braden Tune, and there's Rolando right next to him. We're like literally right next to Braden. How are you, Braden? (laughs) You could have said hi if you wanted to. I wanted. I was afraid because of James. Are you scared of James? No, he was afraid. Scared of Rolando. He was. He didn't want to be guilty by associations. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with the bad guy. He didn't want to be hated for being next to me. He's a heel. But we're uh, we're losing. Uh, you know. All right, Stop so yeah, Braden, Braden tune on. Really excited to have him back. Braden He's was an gentleman. awesome guest last time he was on, and I'm uh, really pumped up that he uh, wants to, you know, be a return guest. And uh, I'm glad that we are having him as a return guest. Yes, for uh, sure. Nice guy. Calls me sir. Oh, he's going places. You just wait, man. The stuff he's doing right now. I mean, I ain't seen him have a bad match yet. He was my first match to referee. Uh, just nothing but nothing but a great guy. Um, he's got a great support system with him. Um, he's he's killing the country, and it won't be too much longer before he's on weekly TV. The match we covered with him in the archives, amazing. And he was what nineteen at that time, I think, when he did that match. Incredible. He's only like 24, 25 right now. Well, then maybe I'm wrong. I think, <laughs> but, I think he's younger than that, isn't he? I think he's been wrestling about five or six years now. That might be a little bit more. I'm, not, I'm sorry if it's more than that. We'll find out next week because I'm going to ask him. Damn right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of him and his fiance. They've been together five years. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the same thing as wrestling. I was about to say, I think he's like, what, 22 <laughs> or something like that? 
she's with him every week. I don't think he's. I don't think when he was on, he was old enough to drink. Honest to God, I think that's true. But yeah, because I think I think the match recovered. He was nineteen and he was just twenty. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. You know we'll what? figure it out next week, you know, professional podcast. We're just rambling now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back and to I you, think Dave. it's time to, uh, I think we've yodely, yodely, yodely up the hill and uh, the dude fell over. So I think it's time to get to. Uh... Right. But no shit, though. He, I said, hey, 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 Braden, what, what matches do you want to cover? He says, I don't care. I just want to be on the show. It doesn't matter what we talk about. I just want to be on. Right. So, so that tells you, that tells you what kind of guy he is. So and that then tells you, you what type of show we have. Because it's your show. I'll pick two good matches. Goodbye tomorrow. Next. <laughs> well, right, tomorrow, I think... Uh, you mean tomorrow when this drops? My goodness. Okay. I think uh, this showcase showdown is uh, time, and we need to spay and neuter this episode. You know, uh, so I'm going to do my best. Righty. And... Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. I want to thank everybody for the listener questions. want to shout out Bryant, the uh, man behind the scenes. I uh, really enjoyed this one. Hope you guys had fun with us. So you get a uh, shout out JD hoop. Shout out JD hoop. Uh, be sure to buy our merch on AngryLemonade.net and, uh, you know, search kickout crew and you will find us. And you will find all your merchandise needs. And uh, Brad, you have to start to sell that one off. Yeah, that's or one not. of our new ones because you know when you're KOC, right. you're KOC for life, and uh, which gets me to you know sometimes we didn't see it, Brad. We did see it. Sometimes, uh, you know, when uh, things get a little down, and you uh, you definitely want to feel like maybe it's too much and you feel like giving up but don't ever give up because when you're koc you're koc for life because when life gets you down you always kick out at two yeah because you got to go broadway with this shit you don't do a 30 minute you don't do a one hour you do it uh for life you always remember to kick out at two so no matter what pressure builds on you just remember you have a support system here with us Never, ever think that you're lost in this world because, hey, we'll find you. Or maybe you need to find us. And maybe, just maybe, we'll give you enough entertainment to ease your mind of whatever bullshit you're facing. You know why? Because that's what we do. And that's what you will do when you kick out at two on your show, The Kickout Crew. And as I always say, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And guess what? We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Da, 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 da.